0: The following program contains mature language of potential spoilers. Listeners be advised. Matter better you're maybe aggressive and saying, what, what do you like about it? And they're like, I'm not trying. No. I, I don't want to defend my fucking taste <laughs> no. against you assholes. So, I simply
1: yeah. asked her what she liked about it as we were driving to the movies. And she's just like... And like a good solid four minutes of silence, and then she goes, "Well, it was okay." And I'm like, "Why well, know that?" But I said, "You said you liked it. What did you like?" She's like, "Well, she looked cool." I'm like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> so I think Spider-Man should get a praise because it's the first Red Man to achieve a multi-million dollar win for all Red Men out in the world.
0: Guys Spider-Man's in red costumes, rat. A little
1: rat. okay. The woman ratless. Let's Let's love love love. Love. Iron
0: Man! So, welcome to the Marvel Hoops Three Heroes podcast. I'm Diablo Frank. You are Legal Mr. Joel Fix It. And I'm Illegal Paquita Trotamundo. And, and that's not in any way unusual. <laughs> We've done 70 some odd episodes and it's just been your usual three co hosts. No changes for this episode whatsoever.
2: No, we all, we all the same. Yeah.
0: Sure. Okay. I didn't get that joke. <laughs> no, because Illegal Machine isn't here. Because he's on suspension for being a shithead during the One Woman podcast. Really? Yeah, he's on suspension. So I'm that's surprised that's I'm not good. with him. We expect better from Illegal Machine. You I just don't. want to get.
2: Worse than me Well you You need to be here Because I'm gonna kick your balls Remember For
0: that For that episode uh, no, Did you I have something You want to say About first. the one Woman episode Right quickly. While you had the
1: <laughs> Well if we're gonna talk about Mediocre How movies And let's go then How, How long, long do we, we have
0: <laughs> See
2: I just have to say this It wasn't a great movie But for it, For for what it was Actually speak to the woman And say hey You know this is a movie About a woman being strong And not dependent Of a guy It was great
1: Yeah it's called Alien Way better now, Way better
2: yeah, this one is like what 30, 40 years later for young girls. Yeah, that's good.
1: No, still aliens. Well, alien,
0: no, it. aliens isn't for young girls, dude. Got people's ah. aliens ripping out of people's chests. All that gun play. Uh, Piquito over here is not a big fan of guns, so no, that's not that's can gonna be just everybody's it's back. It's War, War one. Can we have two? What is it okay for us to have two in forty years? Fuck with if as long as one is good and the other one's mediocre, I can live with that. <sighs> Anyhow, <sighs> we're not here to talk about Wonder Woman. Thank God, we're here to talk about Spider-Man: Homecoming, and we're gonna go ahead and start with. Paquita, because uh, one of these days we're going to do a deep dive on the actual comics, but that isn't today. So, Paquita, what uh, experience do you have with the character of Spider-Man?
2: In general, or just in yeah, the, just in, in general. The, like, in
0: do, do you remember the first time you were exposed to Spider-Man?
2: I think it was the cartoons when I was little. Uh, so,
0: which cartoon was it?
2: I think it was the one with the Super Friends. The yeah, one they Spider-Man had, like, is like a... amazing
0: friends: I, Firestorm and Ice Man. Well, do you remember what Firestorm? Uh, okay, so uh, what do they call Iceman and Firestorm in, in Spanish? By the way, do you remember? Uh, no.
1: Okay. <laughs> guy in
2: El Yellow. <laughs> Throughout the podcast, I will, I will remember what, what their name okay.
0: was. so you watched the cartoons as a kid. I
2: watched the cartoons. I watched the first movie with Tobey Maguire, and I did not like those movies at all. And then I watched the second with that, was that guy, Garfield guy?
0: Andrew Garfield, yeah. I
2: thought it was okay. I yeah, we, we, we
0: saw those together, you yeah, and I. Yeah,
2: I think they're putting too much I, crap fact, into that kid, but... We,
0: we saw both of them together, because we actually went to the theater to see Amazing Spider-Man, and then we were on a plane where I was forced to watch Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is I think one of the worst superhero movies they've ever made.
2: I think I haven't watched the second one, actually. You not watched Catwoman? Don't. No,
0: I, I would argue Wonder that maybe... Fuck off. I would argue that Amazing Spider-Man is worse than Catwoman.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no, see, I, would, I would I would, argue I, I, that. Right there, I already know your taste now. No, Catwoman is horrific.
0: It's, it, but Dialogue it's not, is horrific. Well, but he, think about it. Again, like, think about the resources that Amazing Spider-Man 2 had versus the resources that Catwoman had.
1: But Catwoman should have been an easy movie to pull a heist film. And they went super supernatural and not even supernatural like the makeup is like the poison it, well no, if, if, for no, no reason, look,
0: if for no other reason catwoman is a better movie because it's still campy and ridiculous you, you know it, it it's so is that
1: one raspberries it's it's good
0: because it was it's it's like a showgirls kind of thing where you could watch it ironically and it could still be fun there's no way to be entertained by the movie so I, amazing spider-man 2 that's wearing, that's an awful fucking movie. are you wearing like
1: skinny jeans while you watch it because it's so ironic ironic
0: i'm just saying you can actually no. find ways of enjoying catwoman even, even if it's just like drinking games like, but Amazing Spider Man 2 is just the worst. Which, I thought it I mean, it, it's, it, it, think about it. That movie was so bad. Sony said, Okay, Marvel, you better take Spider Man back home. You better, you better take him is off that for the villain Electro? Yeah, and Green Goblin. I vaguely remember the movie. It, it's, it's got a few mo- moments. I think Andrew Garfield is good. I, I still think I, I like Andrew Garfield best out of all the Spider Man. Oh, I like yeah, the
2: actual no. actor, but I did watch like the first five or, or ten minutes of the, or the second movie, and it kind of pissed me off. Because because it's like, yeah, this kid is too popular to be a geek. Like, yeah. his uh, whole attitude, being like, oh, yeah,
0: you know, being so Well, and he's a little, a little too 30-something, too. You know? And he's a little best. bit too handsome, Harding was
1: too. the best Spider-Man I've ever seen. This you mean kid. Holland? Oh, Holland. Holland okay, man.
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, But f- f- finish what you were saying, though, before we dive into the movie. So you, you watch the cartoons, the kid. You watch the movies, most of and the movies, I, apparently. I,
2: I mean, I know about Spider-Man because uh, you like it. I mean, you you talk about it, and come on, it's kind of famous, too. Yeah, it, so the, I, I know one like of those guys,
0: stuff. you I, don't have to be a comic book person to know who Spider-Man is. He's kind of omnipresent in the culture. It's like Superman, Batman, to lesser one Wonder Woman, Spider-Man. You may never have read a comic book. You may n- never have known anybody who read comic books. You still know who those characters are. Though. You can't escape them. And then
2: I, I, I did more learn into depth with you because you told me more about how, I know he was geeky, but I didn't know and to what extent he was extremely smart. So that's...
0: Kinda... Yeah, you, you might, I mean, if you read comic books, you might you probably like the character as portrayed in the early Steve Ditko, Stan Lee comic books because he's, he's a much more hardcore nerd for the first several years under those creators.
2: And not just Tobey Maguire in the yeah. actual first three movies for which I did not pass that as a geek at all
0: or a nerd or anything. I, honestly, I thought he was a little bit too much of a geek. You couldn't see how he ever could have gotten not, out of the shell. Not the Spider-Man. I man I, I could never see Tobey Maguire becoming the John or Spider-Man. Not the Spider-Man the geek.
2: Spider-Man. He, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: even do you, do you. What about Nicholas Hammond from the 70s uh, TV show? I'd probably watch that. Dude, he definitely Ra- was Ra- a better... Ra- Remy's Spider-Mans get too
1: much praise. It's the same thing with the Batman, Nolan mm-hmm. Batmans. The only one and anyone really likes of the Spider Man's always the second one. Why? Because Doc Ock. It's not because of Spider Man. When you watch with ba- Nolan Batmans, no one gives a shit about Batman. They all like the Joker. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So Toby Remy's Batmans, for the old timers, which are around us, they're all like, oh it was they were black. I don't I don't own them. I don't think they're
0: that great. Yeah. The well stories, we need to but, watch him and cover them on the show. I mean eventually. The gobl-
1: I mean they're just they're 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 revolutionary because they made so much money for comic book characters characters mm-hmm. at that time for marvel yeah but they really didn't set a bar and it wasn't an enjoyable story i never believed peter parker was a high school the st- dude looked 30 acted 30 like none of, i mean i couldn't stand Kristen dunce as mary jane i was like no and so at least when an amazing spider-man was she, she she didn't play mary jane she played gwyneth right
0: gwyneth Stacy was played by emma yeah. stone yeah
1: that one was a little more believable i do like the first one because i do like uh the lizard i thought the lizard looked cool but for the most part uh i mean spider-man has always suffered because so owns it and they don't know how to tell a story like they don't do comic books and so I, I rewatched they, they've they been showing the original three I saw half of the first one and stopped watched the whole second one and realized didn't realize how good Doc Ock was actually mm-hmm. like him in terms of the movie the third one was just a fucking mess like Sandman was kind of cool and then they just did that weird shit where like they just piled on all the villains then I own Amazing I own the first one I've seen it quite yeah. a few times I like it I, I think the Amazing spider Man's underrated the second one I, I've i only seen it one, I own it but I've only seen it once but I don't remember thinking, oh, wow, I need to watch this again real time soon. And then, of course, Homecoming, this is my second time back-to-backs, and I'll go see it tomorrow if I could. I absolutely loved it. I think it's fucking fantastic.
2: Well, before we move on, I actually want to say that you say, yeah, you can see Toby to be, like, a geeky guy? Nah. I mean, maybe a very awkward individual, like a serial killer type of guy that, that you know, when, when he gets older, he will be killing people because he's so socially awkward that, you know, you believe that, but not, like, an actual smore geek of like in science and, and tech and technology. I do not believe that of Toby.
0: Uh, not a geek, more a creep
2: yes exactly a mm. creep
0: briefly where does spider-man sit in your uh, superhero hierarchy I've been reading it since uh, McFarling okay yeah so you grew up on spider-man too? Very then much yeah I mean, would I'm you consider re- yourself a spider-man fan
1: Yeah, okay. I'm well-versed in spider-man's universe I,
0: and you know I don't I don't consider myself a spider-man fan I liked him when I was a kid The are Shag likes to talk about people having a Batman phase and getting past that and not really care about the Batman anymore I had my spider-man phase as a kid and I got past it no, and I, don't but really see, I, I, I don't I don't dislike spider-man I just don't have yeah. an interest in him
1: well no, no. it depends on who writes them yeah like, I mean they're well, when, you will, get, when you get them old schoolers, they write the same shit Stan Lee wrote. So who cares? The, um, when Nick Spencer was writing it, it was great. Um,
0: who was, was Nick Spencer? Well, Spencer, Spencer no. Well, he did the the, the Deadly foes of Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Which, who, which you've talked about a lot on the show. Yeah, I loved, I, but I, I like, he didn't actually write Spider-Man, Spider-Man. No, who though. was it? Um, You're talking about... Uh, 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 Slot.
1: Dan Slot, yeah. Slot. I, I liked his take on Spider-Man and Doc Ock and absorbing his memory. Have or, you
0: read the newer stuff that they've been doing uh, since Secret War? I've, I've read it. It's, Where he's more it's like not, Tony Stark now?
1: Yeah, it's it's he kind of got lost lost where where now he's as multinational companies all over the world and Spider Man's kind of almost like a Batman character where he's multiple they did like
0: Spider Man Incorporated yeah basically, kind right? of. and yeah.
1: I I mean it was too I like I liked to me Batman Spider Man Daredevil are cool when they're your local neighborhood street fighter when you start putting them in these huge arenas of global wars and stuff it, it makes no sense like he's a Spider Man who shoots around buildings like that's more like Cap Iron Man that's there so that's what I liked about the movie they kind of hinted that too. So,
2: so. I don't see it as a neighborhood guy because he actually have cool power and, and not just shooting spiders. Is that what I call like a... Uh, like a yeah, web?
1: But that's... He's the,
2: more into like... He's very, very agile, strong, fast.
1: And that's why all his villains are like that. And they're all like the Vulture, the Rhino, Electro. He doesn't fight galactic characters and he doesn't fight um, like the Red Skull characters that are continental. He de- so
2: he doesn't have like uh, enough power to yeah, do damage. No. Ah, he's, I can see
1: he, that. He, he doesn't believe in taking lives so he couldn't fight in a real war Um, he's your local neighborhood he's a smart ass he swings around the city he stops petty crimes he stops crimes in the city but you're never going to stop see him stopping a nuclear bomb from going off you're never going to stop you're going to watch him stop a cosmic character for taking over those are just that's not where you're going to see him so
2: okay i can see why, your point there
1: that's why that's why he fits perfectly um and even in the movie they kind of hit that you know that's why he wants to stay local so that's why i was like he's not uh he's th- he's just not big enough to do that stuff okay and they do that I, too much with characters they did that with batman um because I, I i saw what you were talking about one day i was re-watching uh some justice league cartoons and batman is kind of out of his league and they make him too too dark where he's like oh i can take down the whole league
0: yeah know? they they overcompensate yeah, there's a was, long time there and i get
1: why they, did they lost that. the whole detectiveness of
0: him yeah back especially when they started the Just League in the 60s and going into the 70s because Batman was so defined as a, as a detective as a gadget guy then what would typically happen in those old Just League stories is he'd be working the machinery he'd be trying to shut down the device but he wouldn't really be able to do anything else so he's kind of useless in fact if you look at those those comics a lot of times Batman is the way we perceive Aquaman these days like after Super Friends where he was the guy who's always having to catch a ride in Wonder Woman's invisible plane yeah. and like uh, you know everybody else is like he's going to push the, the Earth away from the sun this guy's got his energy beam and Aquaman's going to go talk to fish yeah. you know so so aquaman became the punchline because they built up batman as such a super competent guy but the problem i have with batman is that they overconfident stated to such an extent that now it's like great yeah batman yeah batman's but, gonna save the day why why do we bother with the rest so, of the team because batman's better than superman he's better than everybody smarter than everybody well, no, he, so, he's got a, a way of defeating every single person It's and that's the tiresome
1: thing. so no no so i'm as i'm watching the shows i came to realize if you really look closely batman's a villain he just hasn't crossed the line yet he's already figured out how to take out the league which none of the league members are thought about mm-hmm. he's actually thought about how to stop and let's be honest kill his friend he's thought about how am I gonna kill Superman How am I gonna kill Wonder Woman How am I gonna kill Martian Manor he's gone he's already had that thought process and he's just a shy step from committing crimes like and technically if you look at it, he is committing crimes he's assaulting people on the streets when he kicks in killer Croc's lair and Croc hasn't committed a crime and he's beating the shit out of Croc that's assault he's he's assaulted a citizen who's committed no crime so as I was watching the show I started to like man Batman, Batman's actually a villain like if you start looking at it like in terms of criminal like he's a villain he's a, a villain amongst heroes who's just they keep him around because they're not sure what i'd almost felt like they kept him around just to make sure he doesn't go shit crazy and they can stop him on the spot because if he goes underground they couldn't touch him he'd vanish and just bad shit would happen all over so that's just what i was reading into the show as i was sitting there binge watching it half awake
0: well it's like for me at the big companies especially it was at the worst in the '90s where they had their top characters the guys that they were going to push and they were just going to push them so fucking hard in your face we've got the icons we've got the icons especially i think after image they wanted to make sure to show we had the iconic characters we're all about our characters because they didn't have the talent that they used to have and so they were just really in your face about it and batman especially is a guy they just ran down people's throat telling you how cool he was how badass he was how you have to read his comics and they did the same thing with spider-man and they did it with some other characters as well but where i you know i turned on batman specifically because of that stuff you're talking about where they where it got to the point where he's basically a villain and he's a dick to all of his friends yeah. and he's just like I, I just got tired of his bullshit where spider-man i got tired of spider-man and i i, I got tired of his presence i got tired of him always being pushed to in the '90s, but he never turned into a, like total dickhead. You know, he's still an all right guy. He's not, he's he's represents a type of heroism that I don't find very appealing. I'm not a big fan of the guys who are just like, yeah, I'm, I'm the nice guy, and I'm pretty good at stuff. I'm not the he's best a at anything. Color hero, you he's know, a blue collar hero. But he's not really blue collar. He's really middle class, sort of. He he, he lives in oh, this, like this idealized pacifist, New York, maybe? huh?
2: He's a pacifist hero. That no, that he's not he's really a
0: pacifist. Say? No, it's that he's just middle brow white boy. You know, it's it's just like, he, especially that again back to the 90s there was a time where he was poor and he had this old elderly aunt that was always on the verge of death and he was kind of a nerdy guy and he's trying to keep up with his friends and you know he, then in the 90s he was married to a supermodel and he had a high paying job in journalism and he was a, you know had books published that he was doing signing tours on and shit like that it's like this guy isn't my underdog anymore this is the yeah. guy who's like representing guys like me and he's never really represented guys like me because uh, my straights were different from his straights and it just he always seemed like his problems were more white people problems you know to to but to what degree like he's supposed to be the common man but it's like you're you're living in a nice apartment you got a beautiful wife you've got cool gadgets you're really super smart I, I i i didn't see him as aspirational i saw him as the kind of guy who thought he was normal thought he was average but he had all kinds of great lucky breaks and he's got all these great friends and all this cool stuff that happens in his life so he just that that kind of wears on but he's an all right guy he's a he's an all right kid he's just not my kind of superhero obviously i'm a cap guy i like the guys who really step up and fully embrace superheroism where he's the guy who the
2: ones who give his speech always, and the gyms. And, yeah exactly Exactly. Uh, Don't get the tension and right. behave properly. Right. I like yeah. those guys.
0: Or I like anti heroes too. It's like when, even when I was growing up, I very early on, I switched from Spider Man to be more of a Team Wolverine kind of guy. You know, when I was a kid, I was a big Wolverine guy. So uh, I, I just uh, different personality types. Different. I, I like guys that commit to whatever it is that they're doing 100%. And Spider Man was always a part time everything. He was a part time superhero, part time photographer, part time student. He just seemed like he was half assed at everything that he endeavored in. So but, I just wasn't Well, into no, because he
1: was living two different worlds where Cap doesn't. Cap Cap is one world. He's Captain America, and that's it. Where Peter Parker had to be a normal, he had to be Peter Parker and <laughs> Spider Man at the same time. So he had to live two dual lives. He had to, you know, have social circus, go to school, get a job, and at the same time, be a hero, you know, save people. So now his, I would find his life actually more complicated than Cap. Cap's just like, wake up, I'm Captain America. Go to sleep, I'm Captain America. Throw my shield, I'm Captain America. So it's, yeah, he could commit
0: because he got nothing else. So it, yeah, I get where you're coming from. You know, it, it, it is more complicated. You do get some good stories sure. out of that. But again, it's not the kind of stories I'm into because I, I get tired of the story of oh hey, things aren't working out for me and I lost my gym bag and blah 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 I just I get tired of that stuff okay, I, so I just have well. a
2: question why is he a journalist I mean the type of brains apparently based on what you told me and on the movies uh, he's like super into te- technology science math why journalist I mean because that kind of well, he made goes. money off
1: taking pictures of Spider-Man oh,
0: yeah, man. When, when he was still in school he would uh, support him and his, his Aunt May who was obviously much older woman in the cartoons and comics and stuff he was supporting her through the photography while he was still in school while he was in high school and then on to college so then into the 90s he graduated from school and he just kept doing that instead of using his brain like you said but in the more modern times as miss fix was talking about he he now is like an industrialist like tony, tony stark. stark but that's a, that's a fairly recent thing that's happened
2: okay see i can see that better instead of uh, journalism i think in the in in the comics being a journal uh journalist you know it's kind of but oh, so you gotta the, this was a big
1: thing this was the infancy of the internet so technology was not something like when you thought of technology you thought of other characters like Peter Parker needed a he couldn't be building computers or something like that
2: well no but there's and I mean there's something. always been science and and, and, but, uh, and those, technology it, and, and it just goes into the part of the brain you know it's like you know if if you are into science tech, technology you're not gonna be good in words or or trying to write this well this he, didn't, long... he didn't write he was
0: just a photographer yeah. he, would, oh,
2: he, would, he, would, he would just have oh, yeah
0: okay. usually there would be a a reporter around who would actually do the writing of the words. He just he took, just took pictures the
1: pictures, and he would take. Un- and he
0: actually them. took bad pictures, from what I understand. He was never really a revered photo- <laughs> photographer. It's just that he always happened to be where Spider-Man was, so he, and he got, got the great picture the pictures and Yeah, stuff like that.
1: Okay, yeah. so that that kind of makes that's sense. That's why if so- you watch the first three San Ramis. He's running around with a camera, taking pictures of himself. And that's kind of like the little running gag in the first one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's not just that, but that was a huge part of the character, especially in the At '70s time, and '80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're, you, the thing too, it's weird because in the comic books, they didn't really emphasize him being like a great scientist he was good so he was smart enough to where he could come up with his suit which for the most part was just a suit back then didn't do anything special he came up with his web shooters he came up with like some special cameras and a light that shined the the spider-man symbol and uh uh, i don't think he did the spider buggy i thought somebody made that for him i thought he did did he do that himself i don't know i didn't read those comics um so and he was the guy who could like kind of figure out how to like deactivate a bomb or something if that came up but he wasn't like a genius where he couldn't build like a suit of armor he wasn't the guy like your go-to Guy for the, science stuff uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, so he was more like a, a, a gadgeteer. So uh, I'm not. I'm trying to figure out a way of putting it, but he just a he it yourself guy. Yeah, he was a DIY kind of guy. He wasn't really at that anywhere near their level. And I would think that in the the way Marvel is characterized, because of the stuff that people can do in Marvel, the stuff that he could do as an inventor just didn't compare to what Reed Richards and Victor Von Doom and all those kind of guys could come up with. So he was too small time. It's like I think there was this great divide where you're either a guy who can come up with a time platform that allows you to go back to ancient Egypt. If want to or you could just make like web shooters and then that, that there wasn't a lot of parity between those two okay.
2: and I and I can see fix it point now about him being a local and not a major hero because he doesn't have the actual power to
0: yeah the, the power of being world-class yeah and actually that's something I liked about the movie was that we got back to spider-man he he's full-on in high school you know they, they got that great bit where Tony says that he's 40 he's like I'm 15 <laughs> it's like so he's like a hardcore kid to the point where I'm pretty confident confident that in the next movie he's still going to be in high school you know it, where he's not going to have already like with the Raimi movies was he even in still in high school or was he like just barely still in high school when the Raimi movies first started I think
2: that I, Toby the, yeah, I think he the,
1: graduated high yeah, school yeah he was yeah, a by senior the second movie the I think he was already movie. out yeah. yeah
2: yeah but on the on the first movie he was a senior I think because well, they're still playing that high
1: school well shit. the thing, the one thing that really stuck to me on this movie was he didn't have spider sense which I thought was
0: weird yeah with yeah. <laughs> the ADHD what? motherfucker we're not even you're like out of well, nowhere it's like spider yeah. sense All right. Uh, I'm thinking about the movie, dude. Okay, but it's like, (laughs) it's got, um, so we're we're firm that he's a high school kid. Yes. We're firm that he's not trying to work. He's not trying to juggle everything yet. It's just trying to get his school life and his superhero life together. I like that he's still very much still figuring out how to be a superhero. They emphasize that a lot where he's kind of stumbling along. As a matter of fact, I think it's a major, uh, clearly it's a major part of the movie is showing that he's really not ready for primetime yet because they, they try to tell us that in Captain America's Soul war but he's going up against other superheroes are doing very well this movie does a great job of underlining no you you helped out a little bit you were a good distraction ploy you were not there to be a, a major combatant you were just there to kind of give me some numbers but you're not ready for this show and he shows that throughout this movie that he's not ready for that and i'm glad that we're getting to a point of seeing spider-man Well, he's a kid yeah they're they're because he's and he's not ready he, to be and an individual
1: like a child yeah that's why when michael keaton tells him you don't know the world that's like i i get that like if i was if spider-man was toby Maguire or the andrew kid they probably they're older so they would have been like well i mean he's right tony does sell weapons yeah. like my suit was made from blood money i get that he doesn't get that he's a fucking kid like he hasn't seen
0: the world very yet. simplistic yeah. yeah well
1: not simplistic but in his world like, life naive. is very black and white yeah his, his world life really is black and white where if you had the older spider-mans of course they would have been like well yeah you know you're right you know the the suit came from weapons. like tony makes weapons. you know we destroy the city and then we get paid to fix the city like you would see all the the under the underbelly of what's going on on like you know we're not just shiny heroes we actually ruin people's lives while we're fighting each other like you would understand all that he didn't you when i watched him i got the sense that he doesn't understand any of that he's too he wants to get out there and fight uh he, he's, he's a kid he got some great power and he wants to get out there and beat up somebody and he wants to look cool and i i that's what i found refreshing about because i found myself saying why are you doing that you idiot and then i realized because he's a child mm-hmm. like if i was a child in that mindset i'd probably do the same thing so i was like i found that extremely refreshing
0: well i think that that was like i said i i like andrew jacks uh, andrew garfield better as my man i just i liked him he was definitely a remita era spider-man but I, I just liked him better i thought that his line delivery is better he just had to deliver much worse lines because the writing on those amazing movies were not great this kid is uh really good at because he's he's in his 20s if i recall correctly i think he's is in his it? early 20s yes but he's so good at selling himself at being younger he's so good at selling that persona to where even though you know i mean he's got a great physique he's he's pretty well built and everything we see him uh half naked multiple times in the movie but he, he makes you feel like he's he may not be able to sell 15 but definitely he still feels like a kid just bought through the performance and I, I thought he did a great job I with thought that. he
1: was like 16 or 17 and that's the
2: whole thing that the entire movie because Frank told me that he was 20 and I'm looking at this kid like, uh, he's not 20 he's nah, like
1: 16 I, 15 years old yeah, I thought he was like 16 17 so I was like so you say he's 20 I'm amazed I thought he was a kid like,
0: I don't, I I don't think he's just 20 I think he's older than 20 right? but, but, nah, he, but he sells the the, the the kid the, but the, see, the that will be a problem on the on the
2: future movies because then you you're gonna be seeing the same kid if he if he's if he's already 20 he's not well, gonna grow much older than and and his physique and his fate so that
1: so that kind of put a little bit of well i mean all he got left are the two two uh, infinity movies and then one more spider-man that's it
0: where do you get that from
1: well he shows up in infinity movies.
0: yeah i'm aware of that and then but
1: they they're at they, the very end it's a spider-man return they've already talked about a sequel like- no
0: no, no. i'm I, 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 yeah but
1: what, what uh 93 i mean i'm well, pretty no, sure that well, they're gonna melt well, this no, guy well no, well, no. Well, the producers at Sony were already dropping a hint that the sequel was coming out because they caught everyone at Marvel offhand like not, not nobody at Marvel they thought oh we're just gonna make this movie make our infinities and that's it we'll put them back in your box and it was like oh no Venom's in the next one and oh, it's part of the MCU universe and so it's, it was a big joke there's, about that
0: yeah th- there's been confusion about that and adding to the confusion is, is Tom Holland because one of the jokes that they, they made that's kind of got notable now is that he is a lot like Spider-Man in that he's got loose lips he can't keep a secret so they won't let him have the entire script to infinity War, so he doesn't spoil anything in interviews. But one of the things that either he or one of the producers let slip was the plan is to do three Spider-Man movies that are co-production between Sony and Marvel. Uh, the, my understanding of the deal is that Marvel took Spider-Man back and they have complete creative control over Spider-Man over the course of these three movies. And they also get to use him in the, their Marvel movies. But it, it goes back to Sony after those three movies, potentially, unless they negotiate another deal. Now, one of the big sticking points, because they kept going back and forth with this, is that Sony is still going ahead with a Spider-Man cinematic universe that they're handling. They're making the Venom movie. They're making the Silver and Black movie starring Silver Sable and and Black Cat. They've already got directors on those movies. They're already doing the scripts and everything else. The bone of contention was whether or not they were going to get to use Spider-Man in the Sony movies. And Kevin Feige came out and said, no, you know, we've got Spider-Man. We have creative control over Spider-Man. You can do your little stuff off the side, but you can't use our Spider-Man in your movies until, you know, he goes back to y'all. And my firm expectation is that Marvel and Sony are going to make their three three spider-man movies their new trilogy and then that's going to be it because i think that the reason why marvel did what they did was because a they wanted to be able to pump up the marvel universe uh, you know by having the association with spider-man a character that everybody knows is marvel b because they make so much fucking money off spider-man merchandise that they didn't want to hurt their brand their character a character that they know is always going to be theirs to some degree because they can't disown them the way that they've had to disown fox's x-men because they can't they can't work with fox they've always had a better relationship with sony than they did with with Fox they are very resentful toward Fox Fox does not want to work with Marvel does not care to be associated with them they are perfectly content to keep doing the things that they're doing without any help from Marvel and they're perfectly happy to shit out a bad movie too, knowing that they'll just recover down the line which they've been able to do they'll do like two or three shitty ones and then a great one get everybody energized then do a bunch of shitty ones again it's just how they operate over at Fox Sony cared about the, the line they were trying to cultivate that they wanted to get that universe and they know they're going to get a boost because even though they can't have Spider-Man in the Venom and Silver and Black movies they Can hint, and they can also know that down the line he's coming back to us. Down the line he's going to come home to us. They know they're going to be able to ride a wave coming out of the Marvel association, but they're going to burn through their three movies, and then Sony's going to go do their own thing again. So it's an interesting situation.
2: They are going to do the same thing, and then they they're going to realize that they're going to fuck it up. They're just like, oh, can can you guys please take us back? No, because I see that happening. I mean, the the this movie was an extremely hit, and I cannot see them of just Sony doing that because they because they haven't done it before. I mean, this movie was an action. 93% it was on the Marvel Universe and I don't think they can recreate
0: that. And yeah, well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure that I agree with that though because the thing is they're going to have already built up Tom Holland by that point. They're going to have the suits. They're going to have that, that association look. and they're going to want to build their own stuff. Now, again, my understanding is that Disney gets nothing off the Spider-Man movie. They're not making anything off the movies themselves. All that money goes to Sony. The deal is Marvel has complete of control they get a producer's fee and of course they're going to make a fuck ton of money off the merchandising yeah um, they
1: own the rights to all that right the merch
0: yeah yeah so they that's part of it is they wanted to make sure that Sony didn't fuck up their you know golden creation and I'm sure you know I mean Mar- Marvel is defined by Spider-Man he they've always been defined by Spider-Man it's always been the company's character they can't cut them loose the way they did the X-Men the X Marvel was a lot you know went 25 30 years before the X-Men mattered to Marvel Uh Spider-Man has always been associated with Marvel he's always been a cash cow they're, they and Disney put puts out the cartoons they put out all this stuff so they wanted to make sure that they had Spider-Man in a good place for their own sake yeah. and and for the it's sake of Marvel off. but I do think that Sony and I think it's a smart play is you let Marvel build up Spider-Man you take him back and then you can do basically what they did with the Avengers they're going to take this time to build up their little universe build up Venom build up Silver Sable and Black a Cat build up whatever characters they want to do like uh, um and then they get to reintegrate then they get to do oh well now we we've got Spider-Man back now he's homecoming to Sony so I I think it's smart because they're going to be able to create their own universe around Spider Man, waiting for Spider Man to come back home to them. Really? And there's how no many, reason why they have to make it. How many Spider Man
1: movies up. can you really pull off before it becomes old hat? Well, how,
0: how many how, Batman how, movies how, can you make? How,
1: how do, many Logan
0: and, movies and
2: can they make? Three. That's the well, trilogy. They've, they've always know. done
1: <laughs> they tried the trilogy. They try. And, they, and the, they just do a reboot. The, the, the Batman, the only really good ones of the original Batman are the first two. Batman 3 was God. There, awful. there are
0: people who would argue that Batman Returns isn't good, but those are people are very wrong. Which one? There are a lot of people who don't like Batman Returns, Oh, I love it.
1: My point is even Batman after the first two the sh- you know they jumped the shark X-Men the first three what is it they had they had a reboot which was first class and then all of those Logan there's only three the first Spider-Man there was three the second Spider-Man there should have been three but there was only two you can't I can't see them doing like seven Spider-Mans
0: and I can because look at James Bond you know you, you recast Bond the actor is, but you... Bond is very
1: just like Star Trek it's very tiresome like the first like they say every other movie is a hit one will drop the next one will be they'll do something different no Star
0: Trek is every other movie James Bond is again and about one in three are good. Uh, they, they've four. had a decent. <laughs> they've had a decent streak with Daniel, but, uh, uh, but they Craig. also change actors. Yeah, and so you get a
1: different take on Bond. I mean, the only reason I like Daniel Craig the last run was because he was more of a thug. He wasn't a Bronson or a, or a Connery, you know, where he was a smooth or even a Rogers. He wasn't this smooth. Guy. He was more of a thug. Like he beat up people and he got his balls bashed in, and he was a thug. So I kind of like that aspect of him. He they tried to play him up a little bit the last one Inspector, but it just again failed. It was just a crappy movie. So I, I think. So I, 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 I like Wars Spectre movies. better
0: than you apparently I actually uh, thought Spectre was pretty good
1: uh, I liked the one before Spectre um, and and I, Star- No
0: I didn't like Skyfall
1: I'm, was, uh, uh, I, I'm sorry I, the first
0: one before Skyfall uh, 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 Well actually Quantum uh, of Solace uh, was the one before Which one that. is Royale the, Casino Royale was first the, first the first Daniel Craig
1: Yeah that's the one I liked I thought that was a good
0: one You didn't like any of the other ones uh, Skyfall was okay Quantum of Solace I thought was dude, underrated we're way too. off topic dude this Yeah
1: That's why we need Mac Mac here We're way off topic We're supposed to be talking about a movie We've done the history of the movie The franchise Let's talk about
0: so what well, we were talking about that. So um, so anyway. Um, so do we want to actually talk about the plot of the movie, or do we want to dance around that? Do we care about reciting the plot of this movie? No, really. People are going to see the shit, yeah. so we'll just kind of. I just p- want to know what you think. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. Because um,
1: no, you you were <laughs> chuckling, but you well,
2: you're always you always hate on. Well, you actually Frank at the end. That's that's the fun part.
0: Okay, well we'll get we'll get there. We pretty much all agree though. Tom Holland was a good Spider-Man. I I liked him a lot. Okay, I, what do we think of Liz Allen? Uh, oh, the girlfriend.
1: She was she was cute. I actually thought Miss uh, Marissa. T- it was smoking hot oh real quick and I just want to state something Michael Keaton's a goddamn pain the symbol
0: okay so uh, Liz Allen I thought was an attractive young woman who didn't really got a lot to do as the girlfriend it's funny because these Spider-Man movies have tended to be defined by the relationship between Peter and you know his lady love in the first trilogy it was Mary Jane In the second trilogy or <laughs> duology I don't know what you call it the twofer uh, was uh, Gwen Stacy and those are like the two big women in his life for the most part I think the third would maybe be Black Cat at, which again would be very interesting once he goes back to Sony um, but it's interesting that since they're going back to the high school days or seeming like they're going to go back to the high school girlfriends too the ones that didn't really make it big and it's funny that they went back to Liz Allen who was again one of the big girlfriends in the early days and hardly anybody seems to remember Liz Allen anymore I don't remember she married Flash Thompson ultimately she? if I remember didn't she or was that Betty fuck who married Flash who cares dude the no fool. Liz Allen married uh, Norm Osborne Norm, uh, or, or uh, Harry Osborne okay okay so anyway, it's gonna be Norm that yeah. I don't even know any of those. that have creep. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. That would, well, that that's what Gwen was up to instead. Unfortunately, thanks to Michael Straczynski. Um, but anyway. But it's weird because we're so used to the romantic angle defining a Spider-Man movie that the fact that they kind of play at the romance, but it never really amounts to a lot in the movie, gives us a lot different flavor than the other Spider-Man movies. It almost feels like they're giving us a prequel to the the other Spider man movies.
1: I felt like this felt very eighties to me. Oh, like, the
0: the soundtrack alone,
1: but the just the feel of the movie, mm-hmm. like that. T- Teenage Angst high school movie. Yeah. I felt it. Like you had the goofy friend who I kept thinking they kept calling him Ned I kept thinking Hula. I don't know why. Oh right from from, from uh,
0: Plastic, Plastic Man. Man. Yeah, I can it, see that. Yeah, I kept thinking Hula, but like you had Well, the didn't go- you say that they that character was from Ultimate Spider-Man? I don't like think so. Like the guy so. who was I, I never
1: really read Ultimate Spider-Man. I don't like Bendis's writing on Spider-Man. So I never read any of Bendis's I I've touched on it but I haven't really like in-depth read a lot of Bendis's Spider-Man. But he did have a goofy um uh, Did you say who's Paul the guy Jenkins? Who no Paul
0: oh, Jenkins oh, was he doing He had okay. like this
1: he had this goofy Goofy, chubby friend and like he had all these weird the neighbors guy? i think so i think so but i remember his name might have been ned if i remember correctly i'd have to go back and read the paul jenkins stuff okay but like i, I, know, they, I, enjoyed, I know they
0: brushed up against ultimate spider-man a lot because you realize donald glover's character and donald glover is from community he campaigned to become he, spider-man he at wasn't one point. gonna
1: pay My, miles morales he was never gonna play that character
0: right but i think he's isn't he playing old. but no what i'm saying though isn't he playing the uncle i mean because he, if i remember correctly in the ultimate he said, spider-man he said
1: there's a, his nephew lives in the neighborhood so
0: right and i think he's Playing that because Hobie Brown is the Prowler, and they were. What was he? Well, no, but that's just it. He's not Hobie Brown. He's got a different name. Okay, so I don't know if he had a different name in the Ultimate Universe or not. Because I didn't read so those don't comic know, books. I know.
1: Well, I know in in this movie we had the Vulture, Scorpion, Shocker, and the Tinkerer. Uh, the...
0: Not, was it the Tinkerer the guy? Yeah, name? Okay. I
1: think the guy that was like you know I'm I'm always quizzed. I liked
0: at least three of these guys we knew because uh, buy and of course, we've known for ages. I remember like I think the first thing he was in that I recall was the big hit. No, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's, and the he's the done stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and he was, he's within Fargo, which I had, didn't watch the most, that season, but no. it, apparently he was lauded. Like he was supposed to be playing this incredible character that everybody loved. We only watched like an episode of it. And oddly enough with Kirsten Dunst, so you like weird Spider-Man connection there. We only made it through the one episode and then we didn't carry on with it. And then you've got, uh, obviously Michael Keaton. Who's like,
1: goddamn National Treasure. Yeah. He's Batman. love dude. Ah. Oh. He's Batman. Dude, he's the greatest fucking villain. Just watching his facial expressions, I was in awe. Like I was like, please, more, more of that. I was like, just, I was fucking floored i i forgot how great of an actor now granted for about the first few minutes when i first saw it yesterday i was thinking hey look it's mr mom and then he did his shit i'm like oh that ain't mr mom especially when he punched that dude in the face the very very beginning for the first like 30 seconds when i first was watching i was like hey it's mr mom when he's super old like I, I was trying to remember the name of the character he played as mr mom and then he turned around and he punched the. and i'm like "Ooh!" and i just forgot like damn he's just a great
0: actor. it just kills me that this guy has spent the better part of 40 years trying to live down mr mom and especially well, I, well, when he who was Batman, everybody's like, Mr. Mom, Batman, Night Shift, Night Shift is a great movie. But you're the one who went there. Why would you go all the way back to Mr. Mom? I love though, Mr. Mom, that's I mean, one of my
1: favorite movies.
0: Like, I, I remember, I, I remember really liking Mr. Mom. The I theater. saw that one in the, I don't, I, did I see it in the theater or did I see it on cable anyway? Well, I saw it, I saw it in the office. theater. I remember we
1: Spider-Man, saw it
0: in theater. we're talking about Michael Keaton, <laughs> 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 okay? We're talking about Michael Keaton, though. Uh, I would think you'd have gone to Gung Ho, though, since he's in the hard hat and everything else. I thought that would be the more natural. thing
1: but if you know, he's always played this good guy even in Birdman he's always played like this quirky good guy he's played bad-ish guys in the past only as right? a detective I think he did some Then he do like a detective film well he did
0: those uh, uh, movies uh, he was in Jackie Brown he was in uh, Out Fine of Sight it. where he played that cro- cop that I don't think he was crooked although he sometimes came across a little like that but
1: what, okay in terms of Valmore Leonard yeah, stuff in, ter- in terms of Marvel villains what did you think of him as a Marvel, Marvel well, villain well I
2: don't think he was an actual villain I mean he was a not full-blown Why? villain because the only time he actually killed was by by accident. I mean, which, which was I, a
1: total Mister Mom moment. blank. I moment.
2: was never be able to see. oh, Oops, this It's like an extremely villain. It's a bad guy. You know, he deserves well, to be locked up. He committed I mean,
1: murder. He committed theft. He was well, a, he he, assaulted. He
2: committed murder. I mean, it, he was kind of said like, well, "Oh, it was by an accident. I didn't mean to." Well, it's kind of like and, okay, and so manslaughter. The, and he committed then manslaughter. Then the circumstances too. I mean, he was working. He was hardworking. And then the guys are like, "Oh, I'm sorry. We have to take this. This." work from you because it's part of oh, the let's, we're get, getting a, we're so getting a so little like so okay, we're, we're getting a
0: little too opaque let's let's yeah, clarify real cool. quick during the uh, the Jatari invasion after the first Avengers movie when there was all that wreckage left over in New York City
1: which I thought was kind of neat
0: which was great and, it, and, it, and it, they've, t- well they've touched on this too because there was a, the Marvel one shot yeah where some guys got a hold of, a, of a Jatari weapon yeah. and were using that and S.H.I.E.L.D. ended up recruiting them which I still want to see a continuation of that story especially given who recruits them but yeah we get damage control which more Mar- set up in the 80s was the, the company that goes in and cleans up the messes after the superheroes go in you know get in the trouble. I love that Time Daly managed to get herself into the yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe, to. which is Ken of, yeah, it, it's, it's great that you know I'm loving how many older actors and these great character actors that are that are getting drawn into this cinematic universe because again, because of the shared universe, they have a certain immortality because they're always gonna to get to play that one character, they'll always be associated with that one character yeah. that if the Marvel and Disney Machine have their way, will be on they'll be like these Han movies Lu, will be around for
1: 50 years yeah Easy.
0: but damage control ends up coming in and taking over the job that Michael Keaton as a private contractor with the city was going to do where he bought up all these trucks and he basically invested a lot of his life in being the guy in New York who's gonna get to clean up these messes and they well, take salvage, away from it. Salvage, yeah. And, and you even get the guy who's like the dude from the EPA in the Ghostbusters movie he's gotta be yeah. a dick about it yeah. too um, and it, basically it fucks him his life and obviously he's a blue collar guy he's he's in over his head and it's like he ends up with his alien technology and that's how he becomes the vulture and uh, Which you, looked- you totally Looked amazing. Yeah, I never I would do, have thought they'd do pull off a vulture suit. I do agree on that. I, I do love the thought that went into this movie. Was shit like, how do you make the vulture make sense? And it's like, well, he's a guy who's flying high up in high altitudes at night. Of course, he's going to need like a bomber jacket, jacket yeah. you know, which, which and, has
1: that cool fur, which her. has <laughs> the
0: furry collar, just like the the vulture had. And he's got a helmet, which makes him look bald. And he's pretty baldish to begin well, with. But the, it had the eyes. It kind yeah, of and had like the, a because beakish it's look. that glowing green eyes where it illuminates around his head and stuff. It gives gives you the sense of the green even though they don't actually have them in green oh, they could have gone there though. I love or the, or claw, the, claws. the claw yeah. Feet. Yeah, the claw I feet I thought was that great. was nice and, and I guess just... a great reason for him to have it because he's got to pick up the salvage, salvage stuff that he's doing so again for the folks who have seen the movie or not seen the movie uh, the way that they, he manages to have his company survive is that he's a vulture he goes and he scavenges equipment from all these different battles and which are can't all over it,
1: the t- yeah, like and everywhere he can't,
0: and he can't do it legally because that's the Department of Damage Control which is associated with Stark, so it's all fucking rigged. Where you know Stark's the, guy cause the messes, win, yeah. and he's the one who gets to collect the equipment afterwards. The little guy can't make any headway, so he's going to give the little guy a shot by being the, the you know a super criminal, and he definitely wins you over to his side. And yeah. it makes perfect sense conceptually. He's a vulture; his suit makes sense. Again, I do wish, I wish they'd gone green. I think they could have no, gone no, dark no. green.
1: I, I, been I, okay. I like the I, darkness because he hid. Mm. He, he was it, like he's a black vulture. Like you never saw. I love the way that like that one scene where you see the webbing and the feathers close like almost
0: finger. Right where them. it cuts. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, and then you, you see him many times, he's cutting through. And the thing is, it made sense
1: because to- if you watch, he had his hands in these, in these, uh, he had like these guards on his hands. So apparently he's using, he's re- moving the wings while the, well, I guess you would call the, um, Propellers or what do you call? Yeah, the those? jets. Yeah, they're they're the ones that are kind of stabilizing him. I, I thought he looked fantastic. I was like, shit, I want that toy. I just want that toy to sit on my shelf because it will look great.
0: Yeah, and I like too how it had weight. You know, this yeah. isn't like flat uh, Falcon's lightweight wings and shit. It's like, oh yeah, no, he's oh, he's wearing a small Falcon jet. Shame. Yeah, Dude, when
1: he had that wingspan, and I love Vulture he, would fuck up Falcon, no doubt. Well, I love the fact when he's going through that through that um fairy ship and you actually too. see his wings are hitting the side. One, what wing you isn't? talking about? It's the Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you can't do it on Mac here yeah. You need Mac But you had the one wing And you actually saw Where the wing's scratching the side uh-huh. And I just gave you scope of like He could stretch him But he couldn't stretch completely out mm-hmm. So I, I just oh, I thought he looked fantastic Yeah, they
0: did a really great job And and again You basically It's funny because Sony Had been trying to set up This Sinister Six movie And you look at this flick And they got basically got A bunch got of them Yeah, you set up the Scorpion Although he hasn't gone all the way You've got a couple of Shockers uh, You've got the Tinkerer I- And also you kind of have the spot Because of the little Mini teleportation yeah you've got going on there not where it allows to you to pass that, yeah. through and stuff so yeah so you, you've got a lot of spider villain representation here that they can build upon because it would make sense the tinkerer's still out there somewhere I actually figured that was going to be the stinger was the tinkerer's still out there and he's still got Building stuff equipment he's still got plans and he can still build from there because it's going to be him and the shocker and whoever else they can bring in apparently the, the scorpion once he gets loose maybe he'll get outfitted by this and it's great too because I'm not a huge fan of everything has to be connected because sometimes that gets tiresome because it's like everybody's got to be connected to everybody else uh, There's this running joke That Roy Thomas, anytime you've got two characters that have the same name, they have to be related to one another. But in a situation like this, it does kind of make sense that you would have at least certain central figures that are able to make things happen. And where Spider Man have all these thugs and they're all supposed to be like criminal inventors, it's like it doesn't make sense. But if you've got one guy and his whole thing is he's the inventor and he's hiding out and he's outfitting guys and that's how he makes money, then yeah, it makes total sense that you'd produce a scorpion and a shocker. And down the line, we may see these guys in full costume because, as we saw, the shocker is pretty cool, but he's not cool enough to go very long against. Spider-Man.
1: He yeah, got one one gauntlet.
0: He's got yeah. He's got the one. So you you've got to build from that, and so you can see the building blocks from wh- how they can build up the Spider-Man universe, not only at Marvel but potentially later on at Sony too. They don't need, and I honestly kind of think that maybe Marvel did that on purpose. Maybe they're kind of cock blocking Sony since they've been trying to set up their Sinister Six movie, yeah. and so many of them are already in this movie. That's like well, actually, you know start over, guys.
1: The one villain I really really like was Flash Thompson.
0: Yeah, Flash was cool because Peter Parker. Parker he were, yeah. But the
1: cool thing was he wasn't a jock. Yeah, he was a nerd. He was one of the group. So. So it's like it's kind of it's it's kind of hard to get away from your tormentor when he's part of your social group and i was like because i mean in high school you I mean you know, i guess high school is different than it is when we went when we went it there, there it is it, nowadays it's more inclusive with everyone where when i went it was very you had your group and that's who you hung out with yeah, yeah your click and so this one you know now it's nerd chic so when i was sitting there i'm like he's picking on him and is in his own group like he can't get away from him he's constantly there to remind him that there's this one guy who's gonna put you down no matter what you do mm-hmm. he's gonna insult everything you do so i was just like oh i love that i was just like dude he's such a fucking dick so i was kind of glad when he got his uh his uh come up and come up well
0: yeah. yeah that's the whole thing again as you said things are different now back in the day the the football star was going to be the, the jerk the jock yeah. the, the the guy who ran the school and kids just don't work that way anymore the the culture's changed social media uh zero tolerance all this kind of shit and so what was cool about uh peter parker's high school today is for stars not a bunch of fucking white kids you have a nice mix yeah. i like that flash was uh, uh apparently uh of East Asian descent. I'm not sure exactly where oh, he's in supposed India. to be from. Possibly, but it's hard to tell. I don't I I'm not Well, he well was he was DJ Flash. Okay. He
1: never said his name. His name wasn't like Flash Thompson. He went by DJ Flash. Okay. when he was in there doing a uh, Penis Parker, he was like DJ Flash. I was yeah. Like, holy oh, shit. But
0: awesome. but what's cool is you can totally see how that would work because obviously he's got money. He's probably got social media game. He's the DJ, so you could see where he would be able to insert himself to Image. become a central figure. Image. Yeah. And he's got the money that Peter doesn't have, so it would make sense that he even though the, the 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 social strata is set up differently than when we were kids you still have social strata though it's just that you're gonna have and it was nice to find a way of working him in there because I don't know if you guys remember but in the Raimi movies fucking Joe Mangianello or whatever the hell that guy's name is the the guy from True Blood and the guy who keep talking about maybe going to play Deathstroke in the Batman movies oh yeah yeah. Uh, he was Flash Thompson in the first uh, oh, Spider-Man yeah, movies yeah was. that's right and so it's it's kind of nice that we're getting away from the white guy has to be in so many different roles in the movie it's like it was nice to see a different kind of person there I love that they had so many uh, black actors in this one I love that the two main females in this movie are both African American was she um, Zendaya yeah, she's, I she's black she was Hispanic, yeah I thought she
1: was Hispanic for some like, reason
0: because the attitude probably <laughs>
1: I, I love that I, yeah. I, 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 I love the way she kept popping up and was just dropping those one-liners mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic
0: yeah I love well see that's the thing is Liz Allen was beautiful 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 young woman Um, and I I, I knew that everybody kept talking about Zendaya because she's apparently like a big thing yeah, I don't know I, I'm too I, old to know what a Zendaya is but I thought I was. I kept assuming that Liz Allen was going to be Zendaya because she's seemingly going to be the romantic lead And but the person who kept stealing the show was this other chick and they finally say that she's Michelle and then they're like well the, my friends call me MJ and it's like oh shit she's going to be Mary Jane but no she's not because she's Michelle she's not Mary Jane so I guess they're kind of having their cake and eating it too they're making sure they're not going to have her get a bunch of blowback by taking away the role of MJ but I kind of figure she's going to be playing the MJ type character well, they have, and she's so much cooler than, well, the than was, Mary Jane because the they're, like, they're like
1: well there doesn't seem to be
0: a love interest Dude, she was stalking him right right yeah you like definitely really got a sense I, of that I was like
1: no no she's really into him he's just clueless right now
0: it's funny she's almost taking the place of Jessica Jones from the the Max where she's like the other nerdy girl that's kind of following Peter oh, around yeah, and Peter can't yeah, yeah, right. even notice that she's there but Zendaya was fucking awesome in this movie and I'm looking forward to seeing her in other movies because I think it's pretty clear we're not going to get to see Liz Allen in the future movies which is again a shame but besides being a beautiful and, and, and seemingly very pleasant uh, young woman there wasn't a lot there yeah. you know she just like you could see her as being the object of, well, no, no, no. of affection.
1: Her, but her whole job in this movie was to build her up so that when Peter opened that door yeah. and saw Tombs mm-hmm. you were like because I, I already knew it was coming so when that scene came I stepped back and I walked and I want to say at least sixty five percent of that theater was like, "Oh my god!" You 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 heard the reactions. Yeah. People reacted to that. scene I was shocked too. Really, I, I, won't I, lie I really thought you would be like, "Well, I saw that coming." No, because well, well, I won't lie. Funny. When it happened you in the movie, scene?
0: okay, he's talking about after, Michael... after Okay, let's let's break down a, a, a moment. Okay, one of the great things about the movie is, is that the trailers show you seventy five percent of the movie. You know, just like all trailers do, it shows you that yeah. minimum seventy five percent. It takes you three quarters of the way through the movie. It shows you one of the major action set pieces, which involves. A f- fairy being split in half And Spider-Man and Tony Stark Having to try to pull this shit together And save everybody And you think Okay well that's going to be One of the big action set pieces But you don't know Nobody Nothing from any point beyond that Is seen in the trailer So if you don't want spoilers You need to cut things off now So be- as a consequence of And by the way One thing I like too Is again We point out that Vulture Is a very sympathetic villain Yeah He did not split that fairy in half No Spider-Man taking the, yeah. the laser pistol from him And then not knowing what to do with it Once he had it That's what splits the fucking fairy And
2: that's And that's what I'm saying He's not a full-blown villain, right? And you guys well, went into like a white oh, no, 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 no. conversation. No, 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 no. You guys no, were talking for thirty minutes, sympath- and then just you can be sympathetic no, to is, him. Okay, but he is a I'm not he's saying killed. he's a good guy. He's, I'm, he's I'm he's not saying a he's a good guy. I'm just saying that he cannot be like a blame for everything that happened for every death. I mean, he just wait, wait, wait He's a, no, no, he's no, a bad guy. No he's just sense. not a villain. He took not a life. Like, oh yeah, he took
1: a life. He's committed Grand Larcy. He's assaulted. He's a bad guy. He literally put out a gun. He put out a gun and, and threaten the child with a gun.
2: Uh, I figured gun. your liberalness
1: would explode on that one. He pulled out he a Glock and told the kid. Kills like, he kills himself
0: as Spider-Man. He pulled out
1: a Glock and told him, I will kill everything you love. Yeah. Now, if you're cool with that, then go march with. Or some shit. I was like, this dude's a fucking villain, but he's a sympathetic villain. I get why he does it. Why
0: would you go there? I don't there? know.
1: Because dude, it was like, there's that whole. He's not a villain. He is a villain, dude. He, he a is kid a right
2: villain. Game. But what what I'm saying is not a full blown villain like Loki or or somebody else that is that you know. That's like, oh, he needs to go to jail. He is just a villain. Yes, I am not denying that fact. It's just that it's just well, no, the he's just by the circumstances, ge- he's, he's not, not a, a, a bad guy. Killer. Killer. It's just I'll for give you like that. for example, uh, he's not the a word uh the end of the movie. It's like, oh, and they and you know and we know that you might know who's, oh, who no, Spider-Man he's keeping that is to himself. Uh, well I don't know who he is no no yeah, no he's yeah. keeping
1: that to himself he's keeping like he said play close to the vest I respect that He's he plays his cards close to the vest he's not gonna tell people what he knows he's gonna keep that information for himself so when the sequel comes out and it's Sinister 6 he's See, there with. I'm them. just saying there's, that there's, it's
2: there's not just black and white and well, no, but he's not because okay, every I, single v- even the hero then you would say the you same, know, same thing about the, uh, Zemo, Zemo. Zemo's not I will one. say the same thing about Tony Stark and and. My book, he might be a villain because he actually kills people, sell weapons, and then he do fucked up shit like the Ultron. I mean, it's just a, like a circumstance, and, so, and some and some other heroes that you might call. Oh, there are heroes. I'm sorry, but in, in my book, if you kill somebody, it's like when Wonder Woman. I say, well, Wonder Woman. They might say, oh, she was saving, Ab-, you know, all 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 these people. But then it was one scene that she just start killing when she was going to the was it right when when i tell you that there were the guards there and then she just started killing people and as i see me as a as a pacifist it's like well can you just knock them out so they don't come back you know to kill you i don't know i'm i'm just saying that this is not just a black and white situation yes i'm not saying that when, when everybody's
0: uh, got blood on their hands it's hard to say who the good guy is versus who the bad guy is depending on your perspective and that's
2: what i'm saying it's just yeah. not a black and white it's just depend on circumstances uh, and and he's not like a oh he's just a villain a bad guy guy. I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying he's a good guy either. I'm just saying it's just part of the circumstance. Well, and
0: this is something to consider, too. As as you mentioned, Tony Stark has fucked a lot of stuff up and cost a lot of people their lives with his fuck-ups, right? And then here he is mentoring and enabling Peter Parker. And if you think about it, almost no circumstance that Peter Parker inserts himself in does he actually do good. He's actually, he's a real big fuck-up because that deli gets destroyed because he gets in the way of those bike robbers.
1: He's a kid who was given great power right. and he doesn't know. Now, again, if you have an older person, well, they would have done like, those differently. It's but just like it's presenting
2: kid. him with, with the gun and say, hey, you, you're you not going to do nothing stupid because I, I'm going to kill your parents. It's like even Tor- Tony giving uh, uh, Spider-Man this great suit that it can do a lot of damage to uh, a lot of people and to himself. Well, it, so, it, he, yeah. so he as well might have just given a, a, a gun or something.
0: Yeah, and this is the argument I would make is during the bank robbery when those guys are using high-tech weapons to to pop the ATM, right? What happens if Spider-Man doesn't show up? They get away with the money. The bank's insured. They're going to get their money back. So the guys go get, get away with money, and there's basically nobody hurt. The, somebody's going to get paid to fix the ATM machine, which is important. Uh, somebody's probably going to get paid to create a task force to help stop those type of crimes. Professionals that actually know what the fuck they're doing. And the guy at the deli doesn't get his deli destroyed because Spider-Man decides to show up and fuck some more shit up. They, that whole chunk of the bank building gets destroyed because Spider-Man shows up, that doesn't happen because these guys know what they're doing. So in that situation, Spider-Man fucked up and caused some damage. If Spider-Man hadn't gotten a hold of that Chitauri, uh energy device that his buddy Ned's walking around with, the Mon- Washington Monument doesn't get blown up and he doesn't have to save all those people because they're never imperiled because of Spider-Man's fuck up to begin with. The fairy. The FBI is already trying to, to track down Vulture. Maybe those guys get killed. Maybe they don't. Um, But all those people that are imperiled by the fairy, that doesn't happen unless Spider-Man shows up. Virtually everything that Spider-Man does in this movie fucks shit up and causes harm to people and he he doesn't actually help anybody. The only time he arguably does good, that he himself doesn't create the situation that caused people the, in trouble think, in the first place. I, thought,
1: I think you've kind of lost. The whole point was to build up that he's inexperienced kid,
0: right? But that's the problem. Is the point that she's trying to make is that Vulture really isn't that bad of a guy, and arguably he's no worse and possibly better than Tony Stark, and that well, no, Tony no, no. and he, Spider-Man are creating situations. He, justi- no, no.
1: he justifies his violence by saying, "I'm the little but he's guy.
0: not doing violence. Do think about can- it. No, no, no. Everybody, oh, no, no. we see him put the. He's selling the weapons, right? Yes. Every Every time we see those weapons used, nobody's getting hurt until a superhero gets involved. Well, no, no, they're, no, they're, see, they no, Basically, they're getting involved you're in, filling the in the You're crimes. filling
1: in gaps to, no, to, I'm not
0: because to feature I'm, No, no, way. no. I'm not filling in they're, gaps. They're, you're filling in gaps. I'm telling you what's actually on the screen. They were trying to
1: upsell a guy who just wanted a gun to stick up people. Literally, Danny Glover's character says, I just want to stick up people. I thought he was people.
0: stalking people. No, no.
1: I, I want, he, says, I just, why, he goes, why are you trying to upsell me? I just want to stick up people. Yeah. He wanted just a little pea shooter. And they're trying to sell him these massive weapons because they don't do pea shooters. They're trying to say we're the new guys in town. This is the armory we have. So it's not like oh, Spider. No, he's a kid who these weapons are coming into town, and he's trying to tell Iron Man. But again, again, above their pay grade, they're they're dealing with Thanos and all this other stuff. So below their Spider-Man, pay grade, then. Well, below their pay grade, but they're too. Be- so Spider Man is this inexperienced kid who they just want to do. They want him to do little shit, mm-hmm. stay busy, get a churro. That's all they want. But he wants to do bigger things because he hung out with the big boy, and that was his mistake. He no, got a ch- taste... Lupa. No, it was a churro. Okay. He got he got a taste of the good. He got a taste. Taste of being Come on, on a mission. Not even the same thing. He got he got a taste of being on a mission and that's what he wants, and you can't put the genie back in the bottle. They let him out, Tony let him out in, in civil war, can't put him back in a bottle. So he wants him. So he's gonna get into shit because he doesn't really know how to be. he's not Cap, he's not Iron Man, he's not Thor, he's not an Avenger, he's just a so, kid. So
2: he's so but, but, he's actually doing harm to a kid, a fifteen year old kid that he's already putting in danger. His that's, life is that's why. Danger, they told him. That's and told. his on and all his family and friends and this, did, did you watch the
1: movie? He said, "Be a local neighborhood Spider-Man." But see, well, do that, that, is, that is the problem reported.
2: right there. That in previous movies, he actually grabbed him and put him with the big boys. If he will never put him with the Hold big
1: on, you, boys, no, no, then he will be just he saying, the numbers. He's
2: going into the, the, boy, exactly. and that, and so, the whole numbers. So he used a fifteen-year-old boy, and that's the whole point Stark of the movie. Did a bad thing about bringing this kid, this inexperienced kid, just to fill up the Have you been the watching numbers?
1: the Iron Man movies? Nothing but bad decisions every and movie that we watch and is that's, well, and, and, and that's, that's why it's so weird and that's my and, whole argument well, no 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 the and point that's, is and trying to and say that's my whole argument that this
2: guy you you say oh he's totally uh he's a villain. villain but you can argue that tony stark it might be a villain too, he's a as, villain as on well a as way. more as more all the other superheroes. that's that's right tra- that's
1: like trying to compare the guy who shot someone down the street and and Saddam hussein they are both murderers the difference is on a different scale tony <laughs> commits murder on a higher scale where the vulture kills one guy. Now, Tony will get away with it because he has money and lawyers. The vulture and will not. Because he's seen
2: as a hero. And oh, he's yeah. seen as wow. a, oh, he's my hero. You see little kids running with like Iron Man and don't get me wrong, I love Iron the, Man.
1: Con- the conquerors <laughs> are always the heroes. He who writes the history gets to write it. And that's... Cu- I mean, all you have to do is look at history. Anytime the winner wins, they're always portrayed as a hero, not a, you know, a hero. Well,
0: I am not arguing that. Yeah, it's yeah, just that they're both, what okay, what okay, I'm... I you think, you I both think the argument that we're trying to have with you because you're There's trying to be so low on order like well, well no, not, I, no because I, I agree that i i for me honestly the vulture is kind of the hero of the movie for me i like the vulture a lot better than I like spider-man honestly not only is michael keaton the more charismatic character i totally relate to where he's coming from he's a small businessman he's an entrepreneur he's trying to do the, you know uh, support his family and keep them in a good lifestyle and everything else and what uh would cap do hmm? we're not talking about no cap. no, no if you see him as a hero can i finish my fucking point okay. so he's trying to get in the fucking government's getting in the fucking way tony stark's fucking managed to make his way into profiting off the damage he causes and fuck up Michael Keaton's business. He's, he's again in too fucking deep. He's got to do something fucking sh- shady to maintain because he's going to lose his business over fucking Tony Stark again. So he does what he has to do. He, everything we see in this movie, I, I, you can fill in the blanks while you want to. You can say that, oh, well, he's obviously outfitting guys or actually out there killing people and shit. That's not in the fucking movie. In the text, in the movie. They we saw where they not selling weapons, trying to sell weapons? Like, they literally I, selling a gun for No, no, with no, 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 no. Hand. no, no, I, I talk now. Good. I talk now. I talk now. In you the talk fucking. Too much. In the fucking text, in the fucking movie we saw, we never see a single fucking person directly imperiled by the weapons at, at the intent of the people holding the weapons. The only time people are imperiled, the only time major property damage happens is when fucking Spider-Man gets so, in there and causes the problem. Spider-Man fucking Vulture blows was up. When was shooting at the
1: FBI agents. The FBI before and, he lost and, and again. He's but, shooting but, at them, trying to kill someone. Yeah. And he's firing a weapon at them. Right. Now there, there's a, I think at once, those, I think those FBI agents got killed because actually the explosion. did no, I, f- I don't know. Got, yeah. you saw the bodies just jump don't No,
0: know. They, they went in the water just like Scorpion did we see Scorpion alive at the end so no they don't get killed no 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 but, I'm talking about the ones on the top again deck, but it, and, and, well, and actually, shooting at them. hey here's the thing though who put the, F- the FBI on that boat Spider-Man because no, Iron, Iron, yeah, Iron Man did how did Iron Man know Spider-Man told him and Iron Man told the FBI so, up, so yes. ultimately Spider-Man put the FBI on the fucking boat it's all fucking Spider-Man's fault everything is Spider-Man's fault what we see in the movie you can say oh this would have happened but based on what we actually saw a bunch of criminals were committing victimless crimes using high tech weaponry victimless crimes oh come on dude yes
1: they were all the we ATMs
0: yes they were, they were fucking all... robbing ATMs that were fucking insured so yeah they're fucking crooks yeah they're making money but we never see people imperiled directly because of the weapons directly because of what Michael Keaton's doing logically will that eventually come to a fore yeah uh, logically at some point that shit's going to happen but we don't actually see that and uh, Michael Keaton and until that happens he's still somewhat blameless because all he's doing he was, is you the same fucking shit a, he all he's doing, doing the same full of th-
1: weapons th- right? Right to the to Scorpion and them, right, who was, which they did list as a murderer.
0: Okay, so yeah, he might have gotten to that point where he crossed them, but again, he was he's losing a bunch of fucking murderer. money because Spider Man's getting into his business. He doesn't write out Spider Man, and you might be right. One of the reasons might be because if Spider Man dies, he has no leverage. If Spider Man's alive and his daughter and his wife are still out there, uh, by the way, that was uh, his wife was Garcella Bouvais, who was on that uh, Jamie Fox show for years, very hot. Yeah, uh, so it was nice to see her again. Um, in the context of the movie, he's a criminal, no doubt out is he a villain is he a bad guy not necessarily because most of the shit that gets fucked up gets fucked up as a direct relation to what spider-man causes he creates the havoc vulture in the context of the movie does not create the havoc he is responding to spider-man and to iron man and for all we know he might have based on the, you know he wants to keep a low profile he tells everybody keep it below the line pr- don't get, the get us in trouble but put your merchandise if because if if a guy like Scorpion crossed the line we don't know that vulture wouldn't have gone after scorpion we don't know that vulture wouldn't have gone you're bad for do, business i'm going to take you out
1: the whole the, his only draw is to make money for his family. Right. He could walk away and say, "You know what? I'm going to lose everything, but that's fine. I got my family. We'll just—I'll be construction work." That's never the point. The point is, I got to make money. Yeah, doesn't care how he makes his money. Yeah, selling a gun full of a a, a arsenal to a murderer—not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to tell me, well all, well, all we saw was a little cutter and a some kind of teleport device or a grabbing device. Okay, but okay, he still so made weapons.
2: Here's the here's the thing: we live in USA, right? Where everybody a lo- well not everybody, a lot of people. People loves their weapons. I am anti-guns. I hate violence. So if what you're trying to say is like, well, he is selling weapons that he's killing people and doing all all this damage. I'm sorry, but then if that's your argument, then you will have thousands, if not millions you have, you have freedom of, of choice in here. But, uh, so, no, 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 you're arguing yeah. that, okay, this, this guy is, is selling weapons that is causing damage. So what about the guy on the gun pawn you shop have, or have, whatever you guys were saying earlier Oh, I want to go there. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that guy, to me, it might be a, a villain because what you're Again, saying, hold on, hold on. if you sell simple weapons, say, simple. then you you are a villain. Yeah. So all these people who have gun shops and all these people who create weapons, they are villains too. You are freedom of my... choice,
1: not freedom of consequence. You have a freedom right. of choice, but you do not have a freedom of consequence. If you have a freedom to buy a gun. If you buy a gun, whatever happens, See, you are and not that's, that and that's
2: a typical, I mean, it's oh, no, just that's who are buying weapons from That's, this guy is, from 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 this vulture he has a they right have to freedoms, sell them. they have freedom of buying weapons freedom so of it's choice like, oh, wait. just not a freedom of the constant okay well this guy is selling weapons to people who want freedom buying those weapons so where is the crime uh, according to your book i can't do this
1: logic this makes
2: no, no sense. No,
0: this still, what i find hilarious is no, we're no, somehow no. in a situation where mr fixit is the guy who's the law and order upright this is no, good I'm this is no. bad guy and we're arguing in favor of the villain the, the white <laughs> middle-aged small businessman intra- entrepreneur just trying to make it in a society rigged against him and you're the guy who's like no they're, they're, well, no, no, bad that's, guy. that's funny because you're like how I'm, the fuck did you're this like, happen well no because you're like I'm taps my
1: guy and I'm like dude he's doing everything if you sell weapons for a war yes now you're trying to say no no well, no, hey, no, so no, no he's, so he's trying to sell weapons. weapons
0: against guys like Tony Stark he recognizes no, that no, the no, game he, has been up and, and he's, he's trying to supply people
1: anyone on the street when someone tells you push products if you live if you're from the streets or on the streets, that is not I'm selling guns for a revolution. Mm-hmm. That's push product. Be it coke, guns, whatever. Just get it on the streets, put it in somebody's hands, put the cash in my hands. That's all that means. That's the all the The argument wanted.
0: I think we can have here is that Marvel is finally giving us sympathetic, interesting, multifaceted villains, and that Michael Keaton as the Vulture is one of, if not the best, example of that.
2: Yeah. I, th- I agree with that.
0: And in fact, for me, honestly, again, he overshadows Spider- Spider-Man in this movie. I like the Vulture and was more sympathetic to vulture throughout this movie than I ever was spider-man this dumbass thrill-seeking asshole so I like no, the I, kid no yeah, he was fine things, but he was saying, a fuck up is, no, and I got tired of him fucking like, up all the goddamn the time because he's a
1: kid I get that you're just not grasping no you're no, not I, you're not grasping I just I, does, I don't I'm not a big problem. fan I've he's I've a kid
2: that has been given a lot of power so with great power comes great responsibility I know but he's a He's a 15 year old kid he's always been so it is also the blame of Tony of giving Given him this much power, so yeah, He's He's not, he listening. never
0: gave him the huh? power. Move the microphone. If you are going to yeah. talk to Mister fix Fix-It, yeah. make sure okay. yeah. <laughs> he never gave him the power. He's trying to he, tell him how to control. He's given
1: it. A, a very powerful suit, yeah, with training wheels and all that stuff. Which, yeah, which was cute and can funny. Can they activate? Yeah. So no, okay,
0: okay. So moving past <laughs> that, I again, I'm not a, I am not. I understand what the movie was doing. I get the tech. I am glad that they made that movie. It's a situation though where it's not a movie made for me. It's a movie made for. Spider- Spider-Man fans and for kids, and it's not my bag necessarily. Well, so, and, I, and, and for me, going into the movie, for me, I'm rooting for the Voltron. Okay. Honestly, because I, I, that's I think actually, that's the more interesting I, character. I think that's the character that's telling a that's story. The Joker, that's the no no, Doc no, 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 no. He's not that's because the same, those are that's, uh, those, yeah. those happened in those movies as yeah. well.
1: Yeah. When you watch Batman uh, with the Joker, no one. No, the cares Joker. About.
0: No, the Joker's an interesting character, but he's a piece of shit. But again, I'm, I'm happy to see he's that the fucker die in the movie. Interesting part of that movie. Agreed.
1: When you watch Spider-Man Two, Doc Ock is the most interesting in any movie that you have a villain the villain will always outshadow well, no, the not any,
0: if you have a great well realized
1: villain well it's always the second movie for some reason it's always the second movie this one it just happened well, to be you the just,
0: first one well, why, then why are you referencing Batman shouldn't you be referencing Catwoman in Batman Returns you're saying it's always the second movie
1: actually they were oh you're talking about the Joker
0: in yeah. Di- Night. Yeah, Okay, Nolan dude
1: those don't count dude. the 89's don't count bullshit oh, they don't, they don't count. count it all fucking counts they don't
0: count it all fucking counts
1: if we're talking that's what I'm saying when I say Joker I'm talking about no because dude no one's wearing a Jack, uh, I'll no be honest wearing to- a Jack Nicholson and Joker t shirt because it was 30 fucking years ago, dude. dude. You all you see are Heath Ledgers, and like oh. that's like the big deal. <laughs>
0: well, I, I'm an <laughs> okay, old so, guy, so when you say a no. Joker, the okay, first so one I get think back to is Jack Eddie Nicholson. Nicholson. Yes,
2: so here's a point that Frank did, and I do totally uh uh agree on that is that this movie was made for teenagers for kids. This is actually the first movie that you that I cannot relate, Frank cannot relate because we passed that that whole time. I mean. I was looking at the high school now and I'm like, well, I graduated high school like I uh, think twenty years ago. And it's like I, I cannot relate to these kids anymore. I cannot see. I cannot feel because I'm I'm a grown person. So but a lot of kids now nowadays they can see this movie and they can totally see themselves in it. They 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 can see uh being Spider-Man. If like for example, Tony Stark. I love Tony Stark. I love ha- Iron Man because of the whole thing. And he's older that I can say, oh yeah, I can totally do that or or I can create that because I might have the money to 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 buy more gadgets. Now I cannot relate to this kid because it's just a kid's movie, like a, mm-hmm. like like. Well, a not teenage. just that. Also, all it's the cool a,
0: stuff that Spider Man has, he's given by Tony Stark. Yeah. So for you, it's like you're not like, oh, he's so cool, he's so great. At the gadgets, it's like no, Tony Stark's great. The gadgets, it's he's like just me, wearing the suit. It's like he's, me, he's, he's like Gad- Rhodey.
2: Yeah, it's like me giving gadgets to my fifteen year old neat you know, and 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 that's how I can relate Tony to the a nephew or or something like that. So this movie was was mainly towards the teenage kids. Yeah.
0: But it was a weird, no. interesting space in this movie in habits because, as you mentioned, it very much has that John. Dude, Hughes-y it's kind of feel. I
1: watched that. and yeah, there's I'm a like, lot of there's a lot dude, of. Dude, I saw I saw up to and including the, the the goofy
0: uh, Minority friend You know, it's like it, dude. I saw that movie. I saw all the
1: John Hughes films they were playing. But but, but it's so what's I what's
2: removed from what the high school that that you that you went and I, that, I mean I got so jealous I was like man I grew up in the in in the wrong time because it was at the time that being a geek that being like like a weirdo it was like oh you don't have any friends and you kind of awkward socially because you cannot relate to the jocks mm. or to the cheerleaders or or no I don't think
0: are... they showed a single football player or, or sports person yeah, in in the it's a science school I would
2: school specifically, love to yeah. be in, now, that, in, in that high School. If you
1: watch the John Hughes films, that's the running gag on them that there's social circles, but they always mix, and that was the whole point. I, I when I watch the movie, when y'all say, "Oh, it's a kids movie," there wasn't a whole lot of Spider Man fighting well, action. Not... Like a little kid, when I saw it yesterday, it's not a kid. I he's yeah, But, 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 the, the, but the kids got bored. Kids mm-hmm. got bored because they're like, too, even my cousin was like, "There's a lot of talky talk." Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of talky talk. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of Spider Man punching. Well, it's he's not like, three big fights.
2: It's not a kids. It's but, a teenagers. And then
1: for anyone my age, it's going to be nostalgia. You're going to watch it and You're like, oh, look, Ferris Bueller they're doing that whole weird teen angst movie i get it i've but, watched them a million yeah, times but what's
0: weird is that, you know you got an 80s soundtrack and i realize they make a point oh, of no, saying it's that a, it's like an yeah, 80s uh, homecoming. homecoming theme yeah. party all that kind of stuff but it's so weird that i i really felt like i should be hearing some stuff from today for a movie that should be targeting no. teens well, no good music but as you right said now. it's no <laughs> <laughs> that's the they the I, well no, that's well, what i'm wondering about is in the youtube era and the, the post mp3 era i think the kids were listening to a lot of the great stuff from the, the old days and I. Think think that this is their music like all music's theirs they take ownership of all music because they've been taught by movies and and by their access to go and listen to everything not just the current stuff so it's like is 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 it a situation where the filmmakers are just wanting to get that 80s vibe and they're forcing the 80s soundtrack onto this movie or is it that the kids today are so much more open no. to a variety like generations of music and so they're they it's open think, to that music. I think
1: I think what it was was they were shooting for that nostalgic feel because okay. even my cousin we were joking about it when we were watching a movie and she was talking about how when the Ferris Bueller came on, she was talking about how like a couple weeks ago she was there with other little my cousins, and they were all watching Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. My cousin's twenty, yeah, has nothing, but she watched Pretty in Pink because we watched Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. It became one of her favorite movies, and now the ones below her are falling in love with Pretty in Pink. So it's just that it's a type of movie that John Hughes made that they they try to image they they try to not image, but incorporate these very nostalgic feels. The music, I loved all the music all across the, songs the that came around, I was like Holy that, shit, like yeah. everything on the music, the soundtrack they did Marvel. Great um the feel the high school kind of and they didn't spend too much time in them but enough time where you're like i get it he's a kid he's going through all these problems uh his you know the the sidekick buddy it, it felt like you know it wasn't a rom com like american pirate thing but it was still one of those kids a high school comedy type so i i mean i watched it i was thinking uh, honestly half the time it was breakfast club like yeah the their, their, well the it's because like i kept trying to think is she the ali sheedy character or is she bender is she the badass or the nut the nutcase i was trying to figure out oh uh, yeah the yeah name. no
0: th- because there's definitely hair, so i'm sitting yeah. i was
1: watching i kept to so one I'm watching, that's what I'm thinking. So they grabbed me, They caught me hooked, lying, and sink. I was already bringing up all these movies from my past that I watched that they're trying to incorporate in here. And I'm like, fuck, they caught me. Because now I'm trying to figure out, like, who are they trying to emulate here? Like, <laughs> who's she? I, like, I get it. She's Molly Ringwald She's the, the pretty. I, I thought they did a great job. I sat there. I could literally watch this with Breakfast Club, which I just saw two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I still love those movies to this yeah, day.
0: Breakfast Club holds up really well. Um, but, it, and the, like, the Ferris Bueller thing, too. They've got, like, a Domino's commercial now that's using that same yeah. theme, that same sequence. Oh, so it's even back. even, it's, yeah. Well, it's not, it came back already. We're actually partway through the 90s renaissance at this point. 80s is almost backwards looking, which is kind of clever because that way you're getting multiple generations because you're getting the people who were, you know, still old and young enough to appreciate the 80s movies. You get the guys like us that were probably a little young for the 80s movies. No, we were. We were at that right right age. age. Um, And then you're getting the people that that have had those movies passed down to them. So it's a way of catching multiple demographics. So it's it's clever. I think
1: this movie was smart where you could watch this movie with the Marvel. universe and you're fine or you could watch it by itself and like i i went with my female cousin she loved it. she absolutely loved
0: it. well you should point out that your female cousin is 20 years younger than you well,
1: she, yeah she's 19 but she loved the movie and i know why she loved it. she loved the whole little love story and that's what she got into i don't think she was big into the vulture being this misunderstood blue collar hero she liked well, because she's 19 she, but she's, and that's right She's seeing the world as a as a 19 year old you season. are seeing if you gave her movie? powers i'm sure she'd do stupid shit too but she got it because that's what she wanted out of the movie mm-hmm. I got the Vulture out of the movie more I enjoyed the Vulture more I told you I was I was in awe when he was on screen yeah. so that Marvel was I want to see them
0: comes. do a Cinematic Six movie with Vulture in it uh,
1: he better be like 90% of the movie I, I don't <laughs> care about anybody else I thought he was great even when he wasn't speaking just his facial expressions I was like holy well God. that
0: and out of Batman Birdman and the Vulture I think that Michael Keaton was best as the Vulture
1: yeah well cause he uh, we just watched Batman. I mean, uh, Birdman on Fourth of July. Yeah, Birdman
0: is a great movie. My mom Birdman. Wanted wanted to Birdman watch I'm it. not. I'm not. By the way, Birdman is a movie. It's a, vastly superior to Homecoming. Vastly superior. Uh, but well, the character. It's
1: it's it's a character driven movie. But when Bird when the Birdman character appears, that's where even people are like, oh fuck, this movie's off the tracks. Because that's when I because everyone. I remember in the movie we're watching, it, and I already told you about my family members that talked during the movie, and they were like, I told him you have to listen because they kept saying, who's that voice talking to him? And I said, just watch the movie because they don't show Birdman. They don't show Birdman. I think in Vulture, he just he. It's it 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 reminds me of that Paul Jenkins, uh, GI Joe the where he wrote Cobra Commander's origin stories. Where everybody who reads it are like, oh fuck, after reading this, I joined Cobra too. Like I remember that was like a hot book back. Do you remember that book when you were selling mm-hmm. it at your shop? Yeah. Like I remember reading that book, and by the end, by the time you get to the end, that of the was that like, that was
0: after the shop closed though. No, the shop's open. No, I'm pretty sure it's closed sure? By then. Yeah.
1: But I just remember I read that because I think you or someone had told me to read it. And I remember after I finished reading, I'm like, I can see myself joining Cobra. Like I get it now. Like he, you know, he's a revolutionary. He's a George Washington. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Uh, but here's my issue though is I, and I love too that while they had a lot of those 80s callbacks I love that the comedy was very much now oh, yeah. I, I love that the, it was very much these kids are much faster than us they're much more meta than us too this is a very post screen kind of movie where they've everybody's seen the movies that are being referenced and so they're like getting these little jabs in and, and kind of pointing at the fallacies too I love that Peter and uh, what's Ned Ned was his name yeah Ned the buddy Hula yeah I, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't didn't like that character very much. He was, was he was it? such a stock character. No, I didn't really care for very much.
1: He was a good. Guy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't think. He's, no, he's I think. The, I think he brought. He's the straight man.
0: He's the straight man, and he's the guy who's there to say, "Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's so awesome." But I didn't really like him because there wasn't anything to him beyond how he reacted to Peter constantly. I, I love. I love. What but but I, do I do love this, that no, senior guy. Well, you
2: know, I like this this kid because he is actually smart. He does unlock the powers, the training wheels. He removed the training wheels from the actual suit. He's he's the one. I'm I'm not saying oldest. he didn't do
0: anything I, I, he, he he had a very he functional role He wasn't very fleshed out I'll give you but that But he wasn't very fleshed out as a I'll give you being. that He wasn't a
1: very fleshed out character yeah. Like we never got his last name Yeah um, But he was there for comic I'm relief i the guy in the chair That's yeah. who he was ultimately he, he's, he's kind of the straight guy So when Peter does a little weird course yeah, so, yeah I'll give he you that He was he,
0: he was there to serve multiple functions He wasn't a well fleshed out character He served his functions And they even made a point of referencing That he's the guy who makes, served these functions I'm the guy in the chair Yeah So there's not a lot of He's pers- Yeah yeah. Um, but I liked how when Bokeem Woodbine and the other guy go to the school because they've detected the burst of power, and Ned and, and Peter go off to the side and they're trying to hide from those guys, and there's a window right there, and they're like, We can see you. What are you guys doing? You know, yeah. I, I loved shit like that. That where, where, were Yeah, I, I loved where they would, like, kind of puncture the, the fantasy a little bit because it's like, Yeah, you know, you're you so in your own headspace, you're not even thinking that there's people watching you from the window right over here. Yeah. You know, well, I like what, that. Go, what are you doing? And we're they did that chess. a lot through the movie, and it was very cool.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but one issue I did have, though, with the high school stuff. Stuff, with the movie overall is a lot like those John Hughes movies when you go back and revisit them you realize how insubstantial a lot of it is how in the moment you enjoy it but if you put any kind of critical analysis to it it kind of falls apart movies like Weird Science are very hard to watch now Sixteen Candles is kind of difficult to watch now for no other reason because of Long Duck Don. Pretty
2: much all those movies are pretty hard to watch at this stage in from, life for me
0: but, but not See, just because of the watch... racial stuff not just because they're so white bread they're movies because of time but yeah but again I just point out that I liked how Spider-Man is much more Inclusive. They have a much more diverse uh, cast of characters in terms of racial representation. But there's still, it's funny, I, I think I, I met, heard a mention somewhere where this is like a high school comedy with some superhero stuff rammed into it. And I don't think that either the superhero stuff or the high school stuff could support themselves on their own. It, the only way that it works is as a mashup. But there's a very insubstantial quality to the high school stuff because none of those characters are really bored down into very much. It's all about giving a backdrop to Spider-Man, giving an opportunity for Peter Parker to shine. And the, so movie, is, the movie is so Peter-centric the movie is so about serving Peter and Peter's journey that all the characters around him with the exception of the vulture I feel are very insubstantial and as a story I don't think it holds up as great as a character's journey as something that's the first part of a trilogy as as something that's an entertaining bit of popcorn movie for the summertime I think it's fine Uh, I I think it's definitely the most enjoyable Spider-Man movie I've ever seen I don't know if it's the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen because there have been other movies that actually told a complete story where this felt like it was giving me a vibe where it was giving me the start of a story. He does have a journey that he gets to the end of at the end of the movie, but a lot of it was just about interactions. It's like, oh, here's Spider-Man interacting with Spider with Iron Man, and here's the thing he has to do so that he can get to this place. And there's a lot of not connecting, less of a story, less of a plot, more about having a good time on your way to connecting a bunch of dots. And so I do feel like a lot, especially the high school stuff, is very insubstantial. I think that those characters are well played. I think that they have good liners, you know, good, good little one-liners and shit. But even compared to the John Hughes stuff, a lot of those characters are iconic. You know, Mr. Mooney's really iconic i i you know ferris bueller's sister you're, you're you know in the guy that she meets at the police station the, you know those characters as much as that's a goofy lightweight movie those characters have arcs there's a multiple characters who all have arcs who all have stories to tell so you have a, a greater tapestry that's built out of the, what these characters do and when i go back and i rewatch ferris bueller when i watched it as a teenager it's like oh my god ferris bueller is so cool i want to be like ferris bueller when i grow up and as i watch it as an adult it's like ferris bueller's a piece of fucking shit i hate that fucking kid but alan ruck is pretty awesome i still love cameron you know and i love the journey that cameron goes on i love of the journey that uh, Ferris's sister goes on you know those are interesting characters those are the characters where I can see them being good people when they grow up Ferris is going to be a shit bag for the rest of his life um, but in this movie none of those characters amount to anything except Peter it's all about Peter and everybody who's supporting Peter and the only other character you have to latch onto is the vulture so one of the reasons why I think me and Bikita like him so much is he's the only character that we could really hook into because so much of the movie is just about making Peter Parker have his buddies and have his moments and it's not really about telling a story it's about giving Peter all these moments yes okay.
2: It felt more like I don't know if you guys Felt it But this Seemed like a very Indie Hero movie It has a lot of It wasn't like a Full blown Commercial Marvel But it It had a lot of stuff That it was very indie Well especially the Music porkies, And then it was yeah. A couple of times That they actually Put like a Like a music Of a Wes Anderson Movie That That kind of Blew my mind
0: It was Like the scene Where they're going To the, uh, Washington For the uh, The tournament And they had that Old ass Song when I'm like yeah. really that's you're playing that <laughs> I, it was like a, was that a Grateful Dead tune? What was no
1: that's it? Um, I don't know who
0: to, uh, I can't think of it right now. He spoke. <laughs> okay. I, we can see him powering down. His his yeah. energy bars are getting lower. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so now I can say the vulture was not a villain. Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also wonder when was a better movie whatever
1: <laughs> you and your lesbians can march on that one
0: I do say though I, I it was funny one of the things I was pushing for with Spider-Man being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe you may remember this I, I think I was having the conversation with Mac but it, I, it was on our podcast which you sometimes listen to where I really wanted the Spider-Man movies to be team up movies I actually wanted them to be anthologies and having him hang out with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and have him hang out with the Hulk and all this kind of stuff and it's funny because I kind of feel like that's what I got because this movie is going to be him hanging out with Iron Man my understanding is the next movie is going to be him hanging out with another Marvel hero? We got all those bits with Captain America, which were great Easter eggs. I loved those. Yeah. That's so perfect for the character. To, to, to they've, they've they've done a great job of making Cap cool enough to where he doesn't seem like the old goofy, you know, a uh, vanilla stick in the mud. But every now and again, it's funny to see him do that <laughs> to PSAs. play that character yeah. to do these PSAs. I love truth they made a point of putting him in the Avengers suit, mm. which looked okay in the first Avengers movie, but in retrospect, and especially seeing it in this uh, updated context, he looks so goofy and so. So like cornball in that suit, so like it's just not very flattering Ronald, to his figure. I, I thought the coach was great because he yeah. goes, I,
1: he's, he's like, you know, I'm pretty sure he's a war hero or war, war criminal, criminal, criminal now. now, but you know, <laughs> they send it to me anyways. I'm just gonna put it on.
0: Yeah, and of all the people to have play the coach and say those particular words, Man, you know, well, the guy well. who brought cobe Cosby down is the guy who's pointing out the caps of war criminal. Yeah. I loved that. That was also very metal, very cool. So he was great in that. um But yeah, I'm hoping I I'm, I'm going to enjoy these as uh, Spider Man team up moves I think these are I, I almost kind. Of wish they hadn't had just called these Marvel team up because uh, I hate the Spider-Man logo. I hate the font they're using. I think that looks like shit. I hated the movie posters I saw where they tried to like make it look like very 80s style, like yeah. collage bullshit. I hate that kind of stuff. They got they got um, enough
1: guff for that too. So
0: I, I'm gonna enjoy them as light fluffy, and, and you even have kind of an Agents of Shield tie-in because the sh- the plane that's taking off from Avengers Tower with the Avengers stuff that's used the same, basically the same technology as Agents of Shield. I think it's actually a a, a lower grade version of the Shields. Uh, 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 the buses stealth capabilities where it turns invisible what's funny is because of all those lights it actually reminds me a lot of Dr. Spectro this cheesy villain that Captain Adam had back in the 60s they ran around with a a suit with all these different colored lights all over him and he could create illusions and shit and I thought that was a really cool I I, I will say that Homecoming probably has one of the best staged final battles of any of the Marvel movies I love the colors I loved that they were able to kind of make so much of the stuff around Spider-Man Fantastic that you didn't really mind that he was running around the shitty costume from YouTube Mm -hmm. I thought that was very well handled Um, but I do kind of think of this as a fluffy kind of disposable movie to some degree I I just I I would put it more along the lines of Ant-Man except that Ant-Man did more for the universe building because I love that Ant-Man was around in the 60s he's a stealth fighter and he's you get that sense of uh, history in the Marvel Universe where just because Cap went down in his plane years ago doesn't mean there weren't more Marvels in existence I love the history that Ant-Man has and because I I just like the character of Ant-Man Scott Lang better than Peter Parker within the context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe I would have to put this below ant-man but it was entertaining bit of fluff i just I, I it's definitely not a 92 93 whatever the fuck is that rotten tomatoes right now i just think that it's refreshing to reviewers to see a, a movie that isn't a fucking origin story it is light it is fun but it's not very substantial I, I think it's a popcorn movie it's a good summer movie but i don't think it's a great high school movie i don't think it's a great superhero movie i think it's kind of just novel to have the combination of the two
2: and that's and that's one of the things that um i think that's what i was trying to catch is that you you guys was blowing about the dad of this the girl. Girl being the
0: yeah that tried, the big reveal well, I like, kind of you know.
2: saw that coming you did I, yeah there's a why
0: because he kept talking about his family and we hadn't gotten to see his family yeah I kept thinking soon, that he had like a kid on a like life support or some shit and that was going to be the big I, thing
2: pretty much when he get out of the car to go pick up the girlfriend and and he's so confident and going like oh yeah I'm gonna take out this beautiful girl and and she's and she's gonna be my my dad is like uh, oh that's gonna be the dad
1: she's african-american and he's white than white. There's no way you could have pieced it together. Yeah. 99 no, no,
0: would well, no, what I like is she she's not trying to say she figured that out halfway through the movie. It's like when she's she but because of Chekhov's gun, because Petey's quit being Spider-Man and there's gotta be something that's gonna turn him around. I can believe that she would have seen that coming. Actually, I thought Shocker was gonna be that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so, yeah. so, the it, first so, time so, I saw way, was, you could have When yeah. he was walking
1: up there, I knew it was gonna be a reveal because well, that, you know- that was kind of weird that he was gonna pick her up from her house, but he never saw the family in the house.
0: Actually, that's the one thing they do show you in the trailers that is from late in the movie is Vulture threatening Pete in the car because mm. that didn't really make sense in the context of the like how do you Spider-Man in this car with Vulture it's like oh now it makes perfect sense yeah. I didn't see that coming but what's funny at first I was like Jesus Christ that's so fucking arbitrary that's such a fucking oh Spider-Man just happens to be you know on a date with the daughter of Vulture but then it occurred to me that is such a Spider-Man thing to do though
2: exactly and and, 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 it's, and it's always got to like be the, personal with him that like the dad of the first girl he was like the cop or something like right so, so they always there's always played, daddy drama. Yeah, exactly and and that's why we're like oh wait this, he's really happy pick up the girl that's gonna be the dad
0: well and not just that but if I remember correctly Liz Allen's brother was a criminal and I think he gets killed because of something Spider-Man does and there's a sequence where Liz is beating on Spider-Man's chest blaming him for the death of her brother and so when I thought back to that and I, I thought back to the Spider-Man comics I read growing up it's like yeah it, it's, it's contrived but that's such a Spider-Man thing to do you've always got to find the way to make the situation worse you've always got to twist the knife with Spider-Man and it's always personal with him it's always somebody's uncle or somebody's you know relative and it's always something that that grounds it so once i got past that it's like yeah okay that was a good twist that makes sense for the character so yeah that that was nice
2: oh and there is such thing as uh inter uh interracial marriages
0: too yeah there's that so yeah Yeah.
2: so it's not like oh she's african-american and there's no way that you can have a white dad oh come on well that that, (laughs) and
0: his her mom was really fucking hot especially back in the day so you can believe that she would have overcome having Michael Keaton's DNA not that I'm disparaging Michael Keaton he's a, he's a handsome fellow but he, he's definitely he
2: actually looked really good in this in this movie
0: well he always oh, had a fun swagger to him I like the way he's kinda got his little strut It was going. gonna fit it was, oh, yeah. it was good well, he's and, a, he, how old is he now is he in his late 50s early 60s somewhere 100. there yeah he looked good
2: and one leathery one, but good leather. one of the things that I really like is that the actual teacher was uh, his. oh yeah
0: yeah from Orange is the Black yeah. I'm gonna mention that I <laughs> loved it, that she just and, and what was great See, too I'm
2: tired of being like the science teacher. Oh, no, she's not the, the mom. She was, milk. she was the
0: one who ran the, the, the
2: mom. I mean, uh, aunt or something. No, like no, that. no. She's the she one who the ran one the cafeteria. The yeah. She was the
0: one who took over for red. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I just loved that she was actually the science, the, the science teacher. Yeah. And when I saw it, I was like, Oh, cool. Finally, one of mine. Not, yeah. They're, they're not having like a Hispanic cleaning floors, you know, or, or serving food. So
0: I like that. Or, or the I guy know, who like runs it. off the mouth and it's kind of a goofball and you don't know why he's part of the crew. Michael Pena So anyway. Who's that? Michael Pena from Ant-Man. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's nice to see somebody who's like not ridiculous. Yeah.
2: So I like all the science uh scientist stuff of the movie. That's, that's that I thought I felt very, very jealous actually over like ah, I wish I would grow up. And then one of the things that I really love is when, when he's stuck inside that well that guy is it? Like is that a like a uh, when when he's stuck inside
0: the vault, the damage control vault.
2: Oh. Yeah. And then he's he's trying to open it, and he has this TI 83, a TI 83 calculator. And I was like, oh my god, that's so cool! Although you might have like a TI 89 because the TI 83 is like a really old model. <laughs> But it's like
0: he's what poor is he's poor no
2: but even still I mean well they're not that expensive and I like oh my god <laughs> they actually have those calculators and, and he's actually trying to work out the problem and not just like a, kind of like a scientist hero just trying like oh let me just do this no they they actually have him with the notebook and the calculator
0: trying to <laughs> trying to solve the problem I, I thought that was like amazing it, it's better than Mila Jovovich pulling out an IV from her arm resident evil and managing to pick the electronic lock on her door (laughs) but yeah no that was very cool but but again another thing that was insubstantial is is aunt may there she's hardly she's gorgeous you know mercero may i'm a fan of hers she's got nothing substantial to do in the movie though she does have a she does does in the movie very well but i don't know what she does for a living i don't know how to you know anything about their personal stuff And i realized that that was something was covered in the raimi movies probably to death and that's probably one of the reasons why they avoided that well and in the web movies as well but i could have used a little bit more in this one I, i i felt like that character only exists a lot of characters just existed to for a couple of scenes and and she felt like she was one of them well, And of, made such a major part of peter's life that to have her so sidelined in this movie was weird especially since you got such a notable actress to play aunt may in this one
2: yeah one, she one got like three of,
0: scenes you know
2: one of the things that are really kind of super strange to me is when peter and the friend is like oh yeah may may it's like uh she's your aunt you know she's an adult you used to call her like you know ma'am or or missus or I don't know. Some, you know, it's bad else. enough
0: that they had to make Aunt May hot. Could you at least call her Aunt May?
2: Yeah, or, or something. You're just like, Hey, May. it's like, if it's like, if she's your body, it's like, I'm sorry, but when I, when, when I grew up, that wasn't this shit. I mean, it was like, when you, you know, when I was young, if I referred to an aunt or, or an, or, or an uncle, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, or Aunt May or, or this, that kind of blew my mind, but I, I think kids nowadays are like that. So. Bride off Raven, 39, and Sigas, a.k.a. Michael...
0: Michelle Fife of Copra and HeroesCon 2017 fame.
2: Is not following on Tumblr. Yeah, score. Fearless Front Facing Followers. Ali Siddiqui. Alphabet Flight Pod. Andy Van Dyke. Ari Saitzitner. Ashfakwe. Ahmed Bas Levesque. CLG Music and Media. Comic Book Vault. Dew. Gordon Flag for You. Gary O'Neill, Grant Lawyer, hello shite, the human experience, James Hudson, Jessica Redmond Keith G Baker, a very cool guy, by the way. Karasor L Lava Hog. Let's chat with Reveal and Friends. Men beat Music, Parlopot, Comic Hawk, Vince, Michael We are indie porn promo. Oh promo. <laughs> we are indie promo. Willie <laughs> it, it would be cool, like porn and then Willie. <laughs> <don't know. laughs> Willie Yarbrough, Your Art, Retweets, Frantic Ones, and Between the Pages, Comic Reflections, Talk Nerdy to Me, Keepers of the Favorite Flame, 20th Century Geek, The uh, 108th Sage, Andrew and Belfast, Billy Batson, Brody Kitchen, Buddy Waddy, Carl Forrest, Chris from Bad Books for Beginners, Cutaway Podcast, David Golden. The Dude, Image, If, Dimitri, Piminoff, Dwight L. Mike Person. Ed. It more, Edmore. Indie
0: Comics Fan, uh, Marvel more. Bronze Age, <laughs> Muscatonic, and Teal Productions.
2: You told me not I to say in. the ad. I jumped in. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's all the same guy, but he, he gave I
2: him. am not statter. I'm just saying four times, Edmore, it Moore, it Edmore, it Moore. <laughs> There's
0: an Edmore Jr. in the mix.
2: Okay. The Film Pasture, Funny Comics, Good Times, Great Movies, Gore Tolton, Infinity Monkey Comics, KG Baker, uh, Long Bucks Crusade, Podcast Radio. Richard Field say hello to the bad guys podcast Sean Marek Steven Soller and Torrence Cast Kas- I think it's Terrence
0: Kastengway or something like that
2: Castonway Quite nerve sayer. So I just read it.
0: Yeah, quite nerve sayers of the folks who commented.
2: Ah, uh, okay. Quite nerve sayers. Cisco it on episode seventy. Netflix, Marvel, Jessica Jones, season one. A good spread of opinions there. Me, I am not a big fan of rape narratives and superhero comic. It has been this ugly cliché to give a uh, superhero something like it in their background. However, if you are going to do it, do it right by asking questions about the nature of consent and exploring the real trauma that comes with the lack of control. Wow, that's a very in-depth... Comment in there. Jessica Jones, season one, does this and is entirely more successful than most comics that have attempted. And then Daredevil, the first entry in in Netflix Marvel shows. Face it, the Purple Man, or less silky Kilgrave if you prefer, It's a terrifying villain who can control everyone around him. It's a render extremely well. The Jessica Jones, in fact, punctured preacher's balloon before it went off the ground. But more than a season of villain, he is more into a super villainous. Uh, stalker and date rapist, highlighting terribly commonplace behavior in a high-tended way that actually builds on a theme. And as much as, the, as David Tennant villain in a, is, a, is a key ingredient in this season, he doesn't have to stick around forever like a kinpin does in Daredevil. So to show doesn't feel like it is a movie as slowly and as more satisfying resolution. Despite the fact that I do agree with you that this show are essentially six episodes, Arc with at least four episodes of padding. It also helps that Jessica Jones has more expensive and interesting cast, with Luke Cage playing an important role and easily selling us, I think, in his own upcoming series. Even so, I've been unable to keep up with the releases or rather unwillingly, and after a single episode of Third Devil season two, I haven't even tried to queue up Netflix Marvel shows.
0: Any comment on that?
2: Well, where to start? So, it is true that they are actually a lot of superheroes, they have a lot of rape stories
0: yeah unfortunately Um, comic books especially in the 70s we're dealing with that a lot it's like that sort of thing was verboten in film and to a lesser degree in greater fiction in general uh, because of just the social mores internationally and in the 60s and 70s when you had that loss of restrictions on on things that you could discuss openly uh, a lot of good came out of that certainly uh, for for gay representation gay rights uh, minority rights and representation but it also allowed for a lot of really icky toxic male bullshit to get into the public consciousness which included a lot of rapey stuff especially in the 70s and a lot of superheroines have rapey stuff in their history. Um, well
2: and, and let me ask you this. I mean I'm pretty sure that most of the writers were uh, white males. Male. Exactly. So their perspective is a little bit obscure of what an actual uh, person who went to rape is actually going through and, and, and how they you know try to come to terms that it's somebody violated
0: well, And I think that that's what Cisco is pointing out is that a lot of the comic book fiction that's related to rape is from a male perspective it's typically very sensationalized and really exploitative you're exploiting uh, this trauma for fictional purposes not because you want to do a, uh, any kind of true representation and exploration it was actually funny because uh, when we were waiting to talk with Evan Dorkin one of the, his fans was asking about that device and Dorkin was basically saying just don't do it just don't use it but if you feel like you have to use it for the story you're Telling, make sure you do the research. Make sure you're going to do something that's actually you know beneficial. Don't be another one of these guys that just takes advantage of of it for.
2: And ask of a woman's opinion because we all think differently. Don't don't write like this guy was saying. I call it the milk and cheese guys because I can never remember his name. Uh, you know, just just don't don't do it. But if you actually have to, ask an opinion of a woman because we see things differently and we're not reacting the same way as a man thinks. That we are going to react.
0: Yeah, that's something I I, I come across a lot on Twitter these days. Is that a lot of people that aren't straight white males are really, really, really tired of straight white males writing about their experiences without ever even discussing it with them. Uh, And you're not going to get any kind of an accurate representation. And you're basically putting forth a misconception from a often very ill informed place. So yeah, you just.
2: it is- either either
0: don't appropriate someone else's life experiences for your fiction if you're not coming from that perspective or at least fucking talk to somebody and have your shit vetted so that you're not making mistakes that have been made by people in the past that have been Look, harmful and-
2: and it's part of being a a professional right i mean when when you're doing something like that writing or or trying to come up with stories you do your research you 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 do your homework there's a lot of times that like actors go spend time with like homeless people or doctors or or whoever they they kind of represent so they can see have a little bit of their view and how they do how they do things so this is the same thing if you're gonna write something about and not just right. pretty much throughout that if it's not your own that is outside your own gender or your own color skin ask people there's a lot of people and of course there's a different type of people how handle things differently but still you know do a little bit of homework do a little bit of research so yes I do agree what Cisco is saying
0: well and also that that story and mo- you know most of the stories featured in the show are based on the writings of a straight white dude but the show itself has been produced and featured directors and writers that are women so i think that their perspective probably helped to convey that perhaps better than we're seen in the comics even actually i guarantee you better than what was done in the comics though.
2: So. okay moving on justice first dawn marvel studios guardians of the galaxy volume 2 2017 maybe add some mixed volume 3 with roll spine the 100 on episode 71 <laughs> guardians of the galaxy volume 2 such a fun movie after it was over i say that might be in the better than the first just watch number 1 both rock. I don't know if I call Guardians of the Galaxy fun. I think the the major feeling that I was having with this movie was kind of more sentimental. <laughs> yeah, I mean it wasn't like, oh, it, it is kind of fun laugh, ahaha, you know trying to, although I have to say this they, they did way better with, with the jokes because they dialed it down a uh, little bit and they were not that predictable well, they were kind of predictable and it was kind of sad ish movie. So. KG Baker Guardian of the Galaxy 2 equals Paul's Sp- Boutique Illegal Machine is a uh, goddamn mate. What does that mean?
0: Oh, he was saying that he was comparing Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with the, the album Paul Boutique and the podcast. Oh, okay. And Keen- uh, <clears throat> Mac was just glad that somebody actually understood what they, he was saying by making that reference.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Keen Size Comics, Giant Size Fun Podcast. I wish I could pull up a chair and drink a 30-pack in your recording studio. I laugh my ass, my ass off while you record. Fun episode and recap. P.S. Illegal Machine's Falcon's impression was great. Yeah. Yeah, It is uh, being in the house when you guys record. It can be <laughs> quite fun and sometimes a little bit frustrating because I, I have to say this. Frank does a very good job editing everything. So I listen to it raw. And le- and let me tell you, those guys like are all over the place. Sometimes they're not funny. Sometimes they say the most bizarre thing. So, yeah, uh, good job editing your podcast, Frank.
0: We all bring something to the table. So, yeah.
2: Ciscoid on episode 71, Frank made me like Guardians of the Galaxy less than the first time around, and got, got Guardians of the Galaxy 2 more this time, although I really did already liked it. Great show, gentlemen. I especially love getting back on track with Ooga Shaka,
0: Uga 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 Shaka, which I recall was getting on your nerves.
2: Yes, very, very much. It was getting to my nerves, uh, and I want to see it again to see if I can spot the Blood Brothers.
0: The uh, blood I believe that... That they were seen during the sequence where rocket and um merle from walking dead were were traveling through dimensions using the little wormhole things
2: oh yeah when they were showing us like at different places and just kind of like no yes no yeah. yes no. and
0: their faces were all screwed up and everything yeah like,
2: although i am the only one that caught ego being conf- conflated 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 with the gardener just to keep nerd like me on the on their toes And now it's time for the Mary Marvel Watching Society. Ava Talks Films, Ali Bats, Bronze Age Babies, Curless Deviation Podcast, Chris Sheehan, Columbus Comics Corner, Comics in the Golden Age, Daniel Navasunday, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, I like him, Fandrog Podcast, Jay Jones.
0: We're just gonna go with Jay Jones. <laughs> okay
2: Ice and Face podcast Joe Cradford, Just in Time podcast Justin First Dawn Katia Robinson Kevin Deji King Size Comics Giant Size Fun podcast Namor Submariner so matter. so Submariner Petro Blixonoff, Rad Adventures Randy Caldwell Resurrection and Adam Warwick and Thanos podcast right uh, RIP Bra- BANES. I think it's
0: Ripu BANES.
2: Ripu BANES. Ryan Daly. Sean Phillips. Silver and Gold. When he was cool. Ren. And. C- uh, sen. Uh, sen. Senosiac. Uh- Senophile.
0: <ridges> jump. <laughs> Uh, a podcast run by Darren Sullivan.
2: Okay, Xeno. Sino, Xeno-Siok? How do you say
0: that? Uh, xenozoic C- Xenophiles.
2: Xenozoic Xenophiles. Don't take too much credit. You've been saying it for like <laughs>
0: over a couple years. The Marvel Superheroes Podcast is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned and audio clips employed are believed covered under fair use, with no infringement intended against their copyright holders. Views expressed in this podcast are assumed legitimate, truthful, and solely possessed by the speaker. A little straighter,
3: walk a little prouder, be an innovator, laugh a little louder, go forever greater. We can show you how to where will you be
0: then So welcome to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm Diablo Frank and with the R Illegal Machine
1: I was, <laughs> I was gonna butcher his name. And with me are Joe Fixit. Oh wait, hold on, I don't think your mic's on. Can I be legal machine since Citizen Machine? Right. Actually be more illegal because I'm Mexican. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be legal Mr. Fixit and <laughs> she can be illegal.
0: She can be dreamer Mr. Fixit, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm still not yeah, here. Be...
0: Do you remember? <laughs> at least it wasn't the new Jay-Z song playing randomly. Yeah. That was kind of a problem that we're at half-price books. M Ms, you know what that is. No. And
2: oh, now it's mi- time for the, the march, the mighty. What was that again?
0: The Mary Marvel Marching Society. Oh, I want
2: I say what is. It? And now it's time for the mighty. Nope. Mary. Mary. Marvel. 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 Marching. Marching. Society. Society. Mary Marvel Marching Society. <laughs> and now it's time for the mighty march.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mary. Mary. <laughs>
2: And now it's time for the Merry Martian Marvel Society. What the fuck is wrong with me?
0: The Merry Marvel Marching Society. The Merry
2: Marvel Marching Society. And now it's time for the Merry Marvel <laughs> <laughs> Marching Society. And now it's time for the Mighty... No. Uh, now it's time for the Might... Mary. Why Mary?
0: I didn't come up with it. I didn't I mean, it, it
2: doesn't make sense. Mary well, wait, Marvel Marching... Have you ever heard,
0: heard the song? The of plane? course. I love it. The Merry Mar- Marvel Marching Society. That's the song. That's the name. That's It, the...
2: it actually sounds better if it's mighty blame
0: blame stanley or flo seinberg or whoever the hell now see it sounds
2: way better the mighty marching marvel society we'll see
0: the mighty marvel mailbag comes to the merry marvel marching society okay
2: (laughs) okay now it's time for the merry marvel mar marching (laughs) society okay never mind captain america here I need your help battling the energy wasters the thermal thief the wattage waster and the cold air crook these insidious villains are probably in your home defeat the
0: thermal thief by shutting doors waste the wattage waster by turning off unused lights and cool the cold air crook by shutting the refrigerator door saving energy is everyone's business so keep it up america